Welcome to Mac World, the show where we get people to come and share their lives with us. So today I have a very special guest. I'm going to give them the opportunity to introduce themselves. So why don't you tell us your name, tell us where you're from, and tell us what you're doing out here in Fort Mac. Awesome. Um, I'm Viper. I've been working at the strip club for in Mac for three years now. Work. So I'm originally from the States. I'm from Oregon. Oh, uh, yeah. Americano. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I came up here when I was 14. Okay. 14. So I went to high school here and everything. I've been here for nine or 10 years now. Word. So it's fucking crazy, man. I almost forget that I'm from the States. People <laughs> ask me all the time. They're like, where are you from? Because you're not from here. And I'm like, oh, you're right, man. You're right. <laughs> all right. Thank you for reminding me. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, man. I've been here for so long. I might as well be a Canadian. But yeah, no. Nah. Honestly, do you have like your documentation and everything to be Canadian? Uh, like your I citizenship and things of that nature? Um, I haven't worked on getting my citizenship. Word. I can now that I've Word. been here for more than five years. So like I'm still rocking with my permanent residency card. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, me too. I'm on the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. work. So. Facts. That's what's up. So, um, yeah, our first question always here on Macworld is what's your earliest memory? Like, what's the first thing that you can remember ever in your life? And we kind of just go from there. Ever in my life. That's a hard one. It's actually really funny because the very first thing I remember, like, when I popped into existence okay. kind of thing and started understanding things around me. Yes. I was sitting on my mom's bed putting on my socks at, like, I think seven years old okay. or something like that. And my brain just kind of clicked in that, oh, this is real life. <laughs> this That's really funny. Like, this isn't like a fever dream or something. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my one sock on. And I'm looking around. I'm like, where the hell am I? <laughs> what is this? It's like your first That's existential like, moment. That's like core memory. Like, yeah. I think about that all the time. People are like talking about like when they're like four or five years old. I'm like, I don't remember any of that. To be completely honest, bro. Or <laughs> I feel that. I find that that's pretty common like the more people i've spoken to they don't really remember too too much from early early stages you know it's usually like one heavy moment a moment that really like resonates with you and then you kind of just pick up life from there yeah yeah like i don't know what it was about the socks but it was just <laughs> like hey you're a real life human or you exist you you're a real person like welcome to the universe or so where was that where exactly did this happen do you remember that was like just chilling on my mom's bed, chilling with the dogs or whatever. That was back in, oh, I think my mom was with her second husband at the time. In our house, it was like a four-bedroom, two-bathroom, something. All ground level, back in Bend. Big cute front yard with tree in front of it. More. Like, not too much. That's and this like, is out in Oregon? Yeah, that was okay, out cool. in Oregon. Like, I think we were living... Because I was born in Portland, and then my mom mm. moved us down to Bend, smaller town. Okay. Thing. She wanted that small town living. I see. And then I think, I want to say that was like, it wasn't in Tumalo. It was in Redmond or something. Like, a little smaller branch yeah. of Bend. Something <laughs> like that. Like an hour out of the city center or something. Okay, cool. But crazy. More. Like, oh, I remember the backyard for that place. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like... Like, especially in the wintertime. Now, our winters aren't as bad as they are in Mac. Okay. That's for sure. Still yeah. cold, still ice and everything. I believe you're pretty high up in the state, so yeah, yeah, I believe it would get pretty cold. That backyard had the, like, shoddiest built back <laughs> <laughs> like, Every time I'd step on it, it would creak. 
And then we had the steepest stairs to go down it. Oh, okay. So, like, our our family dog, she was on a lead that you put her outside. She had mostly for roam in the backyard, but because it wasn't fenced, we had, a, had to have her on a lead. Uh, I see. Well, sometimes it would get stuck, and you'd have to go down these steep as hell steps. Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've fallen down those. Oh, man. <laughs> so what is it steep? Is it because, like, were there two stories in the home? Because I know that sometimes the... To get to the backyard, you kind of have to go either through, like, the ground level or the, the top floor. It was weird. While it was a full ground level... While it was a full ground level house, yeah. the backyard was, like, a like drop-off hole. Whoa. Kind of weird thing. Like, That's very interesting. I've never heard of that before. very odd. Yeah. Like, you just... You got the porch, you walk out, and then you turn to your left and just steep drop the stairs. <laughs> and then it was, like, the full backyard. So, I don't know... It was... I call it the hole in yeah. the backyard because that's straight up what it felt like. You were yeah. descending into a hole. It seems like a pit. Like, like just, that's, that's yeah. exactly what it felt like, bro. It was yeah. so crazy. That is really interesting. Like, in trying to remember it, like, I know there was, like, a stone pathway the further down you got. Lots of trees and shit like that. And then our dog, she would always get stuck on some of the brickwork or on the stairs and then she couldn't come back up the stairs oh, okay. with her lead. That's why you all would have to go downstairs. Yeah, so you would go oh. down in the winter time and you just hit that one step. It was oh. the third step down that was like the iciest and you <laughs> fall the way down it. Guaranteed every time. Every time. And I it's funny too, like, because I've had things like that in my home where you know like what's about to happen and you try so hard to avoid it or like maneuver a certain kind of way and it just never works it's it just, just never happens. it's destined that stare had it out for people <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so what were you doing at the time you're what you said how old were you at the time do you think i want to say i was around seven okay oh yeah you said that yeah. okay no, and you do you remember much from living in oregon like before you moved to fort mac as I got older, yes, I remember when we lived out with my grandmother on her two or three acreage property. Okay. That's like my biggest memory of living there because we'd always go visit her even when we didn't live there. Okay. Like she had a really nice long driveway that split down two of these big pastures that she would rent out to people. Okay. So we'd either get cows or horses and then we'd rotate them through the pastures. And the further down you'd get, she had this big pond that we put bass in one year and then they just kept breeding and breeding. I see. Lots of eggs. Oh, yeah. Bass eggs. So, like, she'd host her parties and whatever and a bunch of the boys would bring out their fishing poles and you'd just catch and release them. Yeah, easy peasy. There's so many of them in there. Oh, yeah. Like, and then it was like a big circular round driveway because they worked off well water. So they had a creek going through all the properties. Oh, okay. I see. Um... Lots of big tall trees, like especially during thunderstorms and stuff. It'd be so cool. You'd go sit out on our porch, and you'd watch the thunderstorms and the lightning storms. It's so cool. Wow, that, that sounds really beautiful. It's gorgeous out yeah, there. I bet. Like we were so sad when she sold the property, but she was, my grandma was getting too old to maintain it by herself. I see. So it was understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. As you'd go around, like if you were coming down the driveway. You'd have the pond on your right, and then you could either go left or go right. Left would get you to the house quicker. Right would take you all the way around to the garages. Okay. If you'd go right, you could see the barn and the waterfall for the for the pond. Like for the creek, like the leading into the creek. Yeah. yeah. And then we had these two big pine trees 
One of them was an owl's nest, and the other, the taller one, was an eagle nest. Whoa. So, like, sometimes you'd be just chilling out there on the deck, sipping lemonade or whatever grandma decided to make that day, mm -hmm. eating snacks and whatever, and all of a sudden you'd see, like, an eagle or an owl just swoop down and take a fish right wow. out of the pond. That's awesome. That's like National Geographic. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful out there. She's got tons of beautiful pictures. Like, right on your front porch. That's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. that sounds awesome. It was really nice. Really nice. Um, we lived there off and on for a while. I remember growing up. And then lots of parties. Lots of Mary Kay parties. Like for the jewelry and oh, makeup Oh, okay. Stuff. My mom used to work for them too. Yeah, Bags. yeah. My grandma Bags. was one of them. Okay, so, like, got you. She'd be like, yeah, do you want to come help me set up and whatever? Mm -hmm. And, like, her kitchen would be filled with, like, all the plaques and displays for all this jewelry and makeup wow. and whatever. And, like, I remember growing up, I was around older people a lot. Like, I never really hung out with kids my age or anything like that. So, like, I don't know. It's weird as a 23-year-old because I meet other people that are, like, between the ages of, like, 20 and 23. Like, at the club all mm -hmm. the time. We got younger dancers and whatever. I see. And it's just like, I look at them, I'm like, I feel so different. Because mm. they're like, oh, you're like, what, 25, 26, 27? I'm like, no, I'm 23. Yeah. And they're like, what? They put that on you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, my one manager and my one friend say it's because they feel like I have such a mature attitude. Mm -hmm. I don't really see that. But No, nah, I think well. although... Because I'm familiar with, like, your sense of humor and, like, the type of rapport that I've had with you, like, since I've known you. But I feel the same way. Like, there's just because you can be immature in, like, a joking manner or, like, with the things that you say, your actions are what necessarily I feel like show maturity. You know what I mean? Like, just the way that you that's, carry yourself, you know? That's what they've been telling me, like, yeah. especially my one friend that I'm super really good friends with. Um She's like, it's just the way you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, she goes, I, she's, oh my gosh, I think she's 27. She's like, I really don't like hanging out with 21, 22, 23 years old. Yeah. Because all, especially in like the dancing world, most of the time, and I hate generalizing them like this, they're the partiers though. I see. Like, they're new to the dancing yeah. world. They so just started. Yeah. Like, they're all about like, taking shots yeah. drinking everything like that like, every rookie's experience and i feel like in any service industry you just want to go hard you know well i remember my brew house days <laughs> facts i'm saying you got something to prove damn near you know oh, yeah. it's egg on it's like a part of the culture almost you know almost. they want to take you there as far as you possibly can go oh yeah yeah like and it just like i look at them i'm like man you crazy <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, I don't I don't drink very much anymore. Like, yeah. after brew house, I just, I was like, no, we're More. done. I can't do that. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> um, so now, like, I limit myself to two ounces a night. So, like, whether that's two shots or if it's two singles or a double. Like, I don't know. I got people to drive home. I want to make them home safe. Of course. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, if it works for you, then that's it, you know? There's not even any need for explanation. You know what I mean? There's yeah. some nights where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can have a few more here and there. Yeah. And then I just get silly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My aunt's like that, too. Like, she loves to tell me her, like, college days. Like, oh, I used to do this. And I used to do that. And whoopty whoop. And now, like, she has a cider, man. And she's done. Like, she's finished. Like, <laughs> slurring her words. Like, all silly. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's funny to see. I, I wish I had that gap in between. But once yeah. I get to, like, four and fifth shot, I'm silly. Yeah. Like, 
balance gets thrown yeah. off. <laughs> you have to remember I've witnessed back it. From the no, first I've witnessed time. it for sure. You brought it up though. I just want to make that very clear. Oh like, yeah, I no, 100, 100, man, dude, I know my brew. <laughs> Time. Yeah, That's it was. Sure. I agree. Definitely had to be there. <laughs> I agree. So yeah. you're. So what was it that? I mean, I, I'm asking this because I moved a lot as well in that age. Even, even though I was living like state to state, I could imagine if you know going from like city to city in one state and going from house to house, it takes its toll on you. You know, it can have an effect on you. So, um, what was it that was going on? Oh, actually, hold on. Let me. I have to put. Yeah, so I know that moving around can take its toll. So why were you guys, like, going back and forth from your grandmother's house or, like, her anchorage? Um, well, well, that's a hard one. <laughs> My mom, she did a lot for work. She's a very successful businesswoman, okay. and that's just how I was raised around her a lot. Okay. Um, we went through some hard times, definitely, like just with my biological father, not the greatest man on the planet. I, I don't talk to him anymore. I don't want to talk to him anymore. And that's, that's completely my choice. Yeah. Right? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they got together. Mom got pregnant. He ended up cheating on her while she was pregnant. And okay. He was like, okay, hey, we're done. Moved me down to Bend, and then she dated here and there. You know, I don't think from memory, like, there's only a few guys that, like, the really serious guys that I can remember. I see. People um, that she was willing, like, to introduce you to and stuff. Yeah, because she was very protective over me. Of and course. especially she was just like, yo, man, like, if you don't like my kid, that sucks. We're done. More. Like, she's part of my life. More. Suck it up. Right? I remember a few here and there that tried and then didn't. And then... I think the longest that we lived at my grandmother's house was while we were in between houses. We had sold a house, and then we were looking for a house. Okay. So we were staying with her, and then I think there were a few house problems. I'm not really sure, like, mom and her current husband at the time were, they were like, just worry about school. Don't worry about it. Okay. You know? And I was going to school. I was having fun. I was living with family. Yeah. Like, family from Portland would come down every other weekend, or we would go to Portland every other weekend. So it's like, it's a little foggy. They did what parents were supposed to do. You know, yeah. that's usually, no matter what it was that was going on at the time, usually, you know, I mean, if you're seven at the time, even eight at the time, it's like, don't worry about it, you know, do your thing. Yeah, yeah. like, there's a few houses I remember here and there, because I do remember that we moved a lot. Okay. I'm not exactly sure why, I'm not, like, 
I'm not sure if it's just like she didn't like the house or she found a better opportunity kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I was doing kid stuff. Yeah. And like she told me, like as I got older, she would tell me like, oh, we went through a hard time at this point, but I didn't want you to know that. Like there's never a time that I can remember where we didn't have food on the table or a roof over our head or clothes on our back. And I know there's not a lot of people that have that experience. Yeah, facts. You know, so I consider myself very lucky for that fact. Like, especially my mom, like, as a single parent, like, that was crazy for her. Yeah, I bet. The biggest thing for me is, I don't know, there's my biological father, and then there's two guys that I consider, like, a father figure, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't go as far to say that they're my father Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Because to me, it was always just my mom. She was always there. Like, you know, and I know we didn't always get along and everything like that towards the end. You know, we're better. We're in a better place now. That's great. I'm happy to hear. You know, and then things happen. Like her second husband. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. I remember the end of it because that was right when I was coming into my preteens. Mom struggled really hard when that one ended. Okay. And there was like. Just, I always felt bad because there wasn't a lot. I know it wasn't on me to do stuff and, like, be there for her emotionally. Mm. But, like, when I think back on it, I'm just like, God, I wish I could have done more. More. Like, it hit her really hard. Like, I remember the week where she just couldn't, she couldn't get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all she could do, you know? It's grieving, basically. Yeah. Like, it was really hard on her. And then, like, this guy that she had been with for seven years that was, like, my first, like, that I considered being a father to me like Mm -hmm. he taught me how to ride a bike he taught me how to tie off a fishing line how to fish like how to drive a boat how to drive a truck everything like that like all of a sudden was just like gone out Mm -hmm. of my life and i feel like that impact on me like after that i was just like people come and go man Mm. you You took it with stride yeah Yeah. you just gotta enjoy it while it lasts yeah people come and go and it sucks and i guess i mean that is technically like your second roundabout with that experience you know so yeah, it, after two, it's kind of it feels almost like a cycle. You know, you kind of just gotta accept it at this point. Well, like even at that time, like my biological father was still in my life. Okay. He was. He lived in Portland at the time. He bounced around the country a lot okay. for jobs and everything. Um. The biggest thing I remember from that is just the struggle that my mom had. Because I know they fought a lot. And when I was younger, I didn't really know what it was about. Like, I was always excited to see him and everything like that. And I was always sad to leave him when the week was over. But then as I got older, I noticed more and more things like, oh, your mom does this. Or, oh, your mom does that. And that's why I don't see you all the time. Oh, okay. You know? Trying to get you to, like, pick a side kind of thing. And it just got more and more. And then my mom started being more open with me about it. She was like, you're old enough now. I see. Like, you make your own decisions. You're going to make your own decisions. Like, you know, I feel like I should withhold this information for you, but this is what's going on. So when I moved up here at around 14, 15, that's when things, like, just kind of started going downhill. Mm. And this is how long ago did your mom and who you were saying would basically be your stepdad, like, how long after their breakup was it that you ended up in Fort Mac? Um, that was really choppy a little bit. I don't remember much of it because I remember there was 
moving out of the house, getting mm. everything separated, packing. And then I was going to school at the time. I don't think I really like my brain really wrapped around what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of blocked most of it out. Do you remember anything from school? Or is it just pretty much that whole time frame is like a blur? School, I remember wanting to be at school more than more. wanting to be at home. More. What was um, it about school? Did you did you go like to a public school out there? I went to a public school, yeah. It mm-hmm. was a really small public school. Yeah, I bet. I mean, you were in a pretty small town, so. Oh, yeah. Like, no. it was a kindergarten through grade 8 school. Okay. And there were 400 kids in total. Got you. So, like, we had three, like, a grade 6 teacher, a grade 7, and a grade 8 teacher that rotated the classes. Wow. And taught, like, like there was one teacher that taught, like, grade 7 English, creative writing, socials, wow. social studies, and then there was a science one where he could teach grade 6, 7, and 8 science, so we knew him all as the science teacher. I see. And then as we moved into the next grade, same three teachers. Yep. Next grade, same three teachers. Just keep waiting, man. When are we going to do some new seats? <laughs> like, are there any new people in here? And, like, it was such a small town that, like, I remember our science teacher, Mr. B. Mm-hmm. He's really cool. I, like, he did a lot of cool stuff with us. And I remember his classroom. There was one side that was, like, all plants and fish tanks. Mm-hmm. And then the other side was like lizards, frogs, Whoa. stuff like that. More. Like, and it was so cool. And then he, for, I think it was grade seven social studies, we did, he let the grade seven class do an entire mural on one of the walls Whoa. for, I believe it was Egypt. Mm-hmm. And we started painting like animals, pyramids, More. everything. Like, and then we would glue like little papers with like bullet points on like what this area was. More. It was so cool. That sounds so cool. Like, you never did anything like that in any of the schools that I went to. I mean, unless you were like talented or if like you were taking an art class or you were in like a specific demographic where they were like, yeah, you guys could do that. But yeah. just everybody just go crazy. Nah, you had to get the cut out set like staples and make your own little presentations yeah, yeah. and stuff well, you know, that's so. how it felt when i was going to school at holy trinity up yep. here like it was such that is the biggest school that i've ever gone yeah, to like i remember funny. rolling up to holy trinity and being like well there are two levels to this school? <laughs> there's a staircase and Boy, an elevator what is so this? many people too like tubelo was like in the shape of a square and you would just walk this <laughs> our track wasn't like a normal like oval shaped track it was squared it was it was like a path cut through the forest Uh, on the side i see um i mean it was the same length it just had some more squiggles in it (laughs) like and it was pavement that they had to repave every year like um that sounds more fun honestly i'm not gonna lie it was a really cool experience like you had the same friends every year you were in the same class every year so like a community yeah you didn't really have to meet there would be be like one or two new kids right and then Mm -hmm. they would stick through you through the rest um i was doing track and field at the time we were the Tumalo Tigers. Hey. Like a big core memory there is like the bright orange fluorescent hoodies that we had. So we would go to track meets for other schools, right? And they'd be like, oh, 
run down school like two hours outside of town or whatever. See them from far away. You guys are like you're doing construction on the side of the road or something. They they were like your tangerines. The ta- tumble tangerines. We're like, actually, we're the tumble tigers. They're like, no. <laughs> like we can see you in the dark that's how fluorescent you are and like that's not even fluorescent gear that you're wearing yeah it's very very bright <laughs> um you know i did discus i did long jump and i did high jump high jump i wasn't very good at More. i couldn't get like the good back arch to mm-hmm. get over the pole and you gotta get off of like one leg i never understood that I'm like one just leg let me go off for like two. the scissor kick i mm-hmm. couldn't understand the scissor kick yeah. my brain just like did not compute with that <laughs> uh discus was really fun my longest throw for um i want to call it nationals it was not nationals <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was for like one of the school meetups where we were all competing towards each other with each other and whatever my longest throw i came in at third place okay. with 35 feet and damn. seven inches damn and what you're how old are you at this time i think that was either grade seven or grade eight so you're probably not even 13 yeah, yeah. something like that that's impressive somewhere in there that's impressive like i was really proud of myself I was yeah. Like, yeah third place that's right like, <laughs> and i think even that because like a lot of people were like, oh, it's third place. Like, that's the bottom of the rung. But I remember my track teacher, Tammy, she goes, what matters is that you're on the board. Facts. And we can make that better. She goes, third place? That is amazing. Yes. For, like, the 20 kids that you competed against for that. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many people behind. You're not even a place, man, man. <laughs> like, like and, and that, and, like, the way she taught me that stuck with me for so long. Like, even when I'm playing, like, Mario Kart with my friends, and they're like, oh, you're in 12th place. I'm like, yeah, I'm still on the board, bro. Like, that's all that matters. At the end of the game, I'm like, yeah, 12th place. That's right. I made it. I made it across the finish line. That's all that matters. That's right. Like, that's right. my effort was put in. It it was, I did my best. That's right. Like, and that's all we can do in life is just do our best. I agree 100%. I agree. We expect a lot out of ourselves because of comparison and stuff like that, you know, so, yeah. I agree. What it's like, I'm such a hypocrite when I say that too, because I'm so <laughs> hard on myself all the time. My right. friends have to remind me, and even Lucas has to remind me. He's like, "You're being too hard on yourself right mm-hmm. now," and I'm like, "I can't not be hard on myself. Like, I feel like if I'm not hard on myself, no, as hard, like, no one else is gonna be that hard." And he's like, "No, right. you're just being too hard." Like, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it can be a bit excessive, you know. But like, I haven't experienced it, so I wouldn't know. But I definitely know that some people are motivated in very strange ways. Like some people really push it very far, even on themselves, you know, so, but it works. Some things work for people. I don't know. I can't judge. I don't know. What works, works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. Precisely. Precisely. (laughs) So we end up in Fort Mac. Um, Man, uh, what was it like finding out that you're moving to Canada? Because I remember when my mom told me, I was like, what is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even really understand what she meant, like. So, I remember, because I was in, they, my mom had met a guy down in Texas for her birthday. She went down for a Dallas Cowboys game. Okay. Funniest story Sounds like fun. Met another super Dallas Cowboys fan at the bar they had in the stadium. They started dating, you know. Four months later, he popped the question. Wow. And all of a sudden, we're moving to Canada. Wow. So, what did he, was he from Fort Mac the whole time? Uh, he was originally from Toronto, but I was see. working in Fort Mac for one of the oil companies. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember just looking at her and be like, 
are you for real? Is this real life? <laughs> what, is this? what is that one show? What would you do? Mm. Where are the cameras? That's right. <laughs> Where's my man going to come out? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're going to move to Canada. And I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was nearing the end of grade eight when I would go to the bigger high school mm-hmm. that was like an hour away. So like, I already had my classes picked out. Oh, I see. Like, I was already playing with my friends and everything. She was like, yeah, no, you're going to go to high school in a different country. Yeah. I was like, telling all my friends about it. They're like, Canada? Mm-hmm. You're going to go and live in an igloo? Yep. You're going to ride on moose? Yes. You're going to see the polar bears? Precisely. Everything? I remember my, my one friend at the time, Travis, he was like, okay, here's the thing. You're too mean to be a Canadian. <laughs> That's he funny. was like, they're going to have to hold you down and like inject you with maple syrup so that you become like a full-on Canadian and then like dunk you under like cold ice water. Yep. And you're going to live in an igloo and you're going to ride a moose to school. <laughs> they're straight. I mean, they're not too far off. I'm not going to lie. Not really. They're not that far off. Like when I tell people, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from the States. They're like, oh yeah. So did you move to Edmonton or Calgary? I was like, nope, straight into Fort McMurray. Facts, me too. Straight into Fort Mac. Yep. It was a wild experience. It really was. Like yeah. I remember flying on the plane and being like, oh, there's a city. Is that Fort Mac? Oh, there's nope. another city. Is that Fort Mac? Nope. And then just nothing but forest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where the hell are, where the hell is this plane taking us? That's right. Like, That's right. It's very scary. It's like intimidating. Like me, I didn't um, fly out here. I drove out here. And on the drive here, going up Alberta was just wild. I was like, man, like, there's nothing. <laughs> like, there, you know, there's just such a long path of just of emptiness, just you know? It's like, wow, like, not even an abundance of trees or anything. I'm like, this is just open. It was very peculiar. I've never seen anything like that. Because I've always lived in, like, a city or at least, like, a a very populated area so even if there wasn't a lot of uh agriculture there was always a bunch of buildings or homes or cars there was always something on the go so well, like, Fort Mac like was, was not like that I at felt least like a it was drive. really flat yes we had driven up here a couple times and then when More. we moved everything yep. we drove up here um it was like all the little stuff that we personally wanted to drive mm-hmm. I remember going through it I'm like wow this is like so when you drive from Bend to Portland, there's this little flat patch. It's Gresham. I see. Like, it's a lot of fields and a lot of, like, it's not as flat because you got some rolling hills and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we called it the dead zone. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, wow, this Gresham just keeps on going. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like you drive through Gresham and it'd be, like, maybe 20, 40 minutes. Yep. Like, not bad at all, right? And then it's back to trees, back to buildings, Mm -hmm. and whatever. And I'm, like, sitting there, I'm, like... Four hours in. Is there anybody out here? Like, it's really crazy. Yeah. And, like, Bend and Portland are surrounded by mountains. I see. Like, you gotta drive over the mountain pass to get to Portland. Mm. And whatever. And we were, like, an hour and 40 minutes away from Mount Hood. So you could go, like, in the middle of the summertime, go to Mount Hood and go snowboarding. Nice. Or skiing. Or Even anything. in the summer, because it's such, such a high altitude, yeah. you're, like, up at the mountains, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were some days where they're like, hey, it's too hot out. Everything is melting. Like, we're just going to close the runs down for the day and mm-hmm. see. Um, but, yeah, no. Like, and then living on the coast, where we were a few hours away from the coast, like, take a day trip, go to the beach. Yeah. You know, stay there, go to Portland, hang out with family, go back. That was our weekend. <laughs> yeah. Access to, like, do sporadic things like that, you know. Where it's, it's not like the same here, way. I'm just like, we're so landlocked. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. I miss 
the days where like I could smell the ocean breeze or Word. whatever and like experience like nice salt water. <laughs> Word. I agree. One hundred percent. It's like even scents that are just not accessible out here, you know. Yeah. Just we'll never experience it here. It's very interesting. But also lots of things here that you experience that you will never experience anywhere else. Oh know? yeah. 100%. Like there's things that happen here that I'll never be able to see if I go back home. Like it's impossible. Yes, it's not gonna happen. So, um, you moved to Fort Mac. Um, what are some of your earliest memories of like living out in Fort Mac? What was it like to you when you first got here? It was a culture shock. Yeah, I bet. It really was. Like the small town we lived in didn't have a lot of colored people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna lie, growing up as like a half Hispanic, that was crazy. Like, oh, I, you're half Hispanic? Yeah. Is it what your mom or your dad? My dad, my okay, biological cool. father. I grew up with the. I call myself like the. If we're comparing Hispanics to tequila, yeah. I'm like the low shelf. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not even on the shelf. Like More. I tell people that, and then they try and start speaking Spanish to me, and I'm like, no, bro. Stop. I'm so white. <laughs> like, That's like, funny. I'm so white, man. <laughs> even the tan is starting to go away. <laughs> That's funny. But like, I don't know, like. Being a half Hispanic kid growing up in a, like a predominant, like a dominant white town, mm-hmm. a lot of people knew I was mixed. I see. Like, and there weren't like a lot of black people either. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I maybe had like one black person in our class. Yeah. Or something like that. So it was crazy to come up here and see like so many different cultures. Yeah. And like other mixed kids and everything like that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Y'all exist. Like, it's not just the movies and stuff. And, yeah. like, girls in hijabs and everything Word. like that. Like, because I'm not going to lie. The town that I grew up in, very racist. Word. Very I believe racist. it. Most small towns, like, up north or Midwest, like, it's not the most abnormal thing in the world. At least in the States. Yeah, definitely oh, not in the States. Not yeah. abnormal yeah. at all. Yeah, but. Like, I had people calling me a half-breed. Word. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> and other worse things that I didn't even know were, like, either slurs or racial terms. I was Word. just like, Okay. Yeah, cool. I'll take it. And then yeah. I came up here and they're like, no. <laughs> Not allowed. People were like, uh, people were calling you that? <laughs> <laughs> what? You just sat there and took it? I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, no. That's like, that's a racial thing. <laughs> that's straight up racism. Had to learn that um, early on. Like, I don't know. I feel like, like my mom teaching me that stuff and everything. She was just like, yeah, it's whatever. Don't worry about it. I see. Because, I mean, I understand that it's hard for someone in that predicament because it's not their experience. Like, how much are they really going to be able to share with you? Because, yeah. like, me, I'm black, but I'm Hispanic as well, you know? So I couldn't imagine. Like, I'm blessed enough to have that part of my culture, like, so brought in. But it's the same thing with people who are Hispanic. Like, at least that I've witnessed in my life, lots of Dominicans, lots of a lot of people in that Hispanic demographic that are super racist towards black people as well. Like, you know what I mean? And people think darker than me who would just be blatantly like, I hate black people. I'm not black. I'm Spanish. Like, it's just, it's really, it's It's prevalent. So it's hard to learn, especially from someone who really don't have much experience, you know? Well, it's like for me, it's really hard to say that like, oh yeah, I'm half Hispanic. I don't know anything really about Mm. Spanish culture aside Mm. from what I have access to on the internet Mm -hmm. you know like I know my grandmother on my biological dad's side immigrated straight from Mexico okay and then they grew up in San Diego I think I see um I don't know it's just crazy like because I feel like for experience wise even my cousin she's half Hispanic as well but her mom decided 
to teach her Spanish and English at the same time. I see. And her she mom is the Hispanic is, person? No, it would be her dad. Okay, cool. But so she like, just took it upon herself to give yeah, her that part of her culture. Where my mom, like, I was just taught English right off the bat mm-hmm. as my first language. So, like, my cousin already, like, she's a year younger than me. But she's she's been bilingual forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, I don't know. I haven't talked to her in forever. Um, but I do know that, like, she took Spanish courses growing up. And she sees her biological father very often. I see. And she's got siblings from her biological father mm-hmm. that she talks to. And I believe they mostly speak in Spanish. And then English as well. Mm-hmm. So, like... For her, I feel like, I almost feel a little bit jealous of her in Mm -hmm. a way, because she did get that part to grow up with that part of her culture, whereas, like, even my biological father, he didn't even know Spanish, like, a little bit, but it's just, like, he really didn't care. I see. It wasn't that prevalent in his, like, identity either, that part of his culture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like I missed out on a big part of that growing up. Mm -hmm. And now it's, like, I feel like I'm not, while I feel like I am white passing and I'm very white, there are still people that look at me. They're, like, you're not white. Or, yeah, man, they they can spot their people, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And then it's, like, for the Hispanic side, I've had Hispanics. They're, like, don't call yourself Hispanic. You're not. Like and that's wife. just so messed up. Like, I hate, well, hate's a strong word, but I really dislike people who try to make it like a competition. Like, you know, oh, you're not that black because you speak proper or you're not that Hispanic. You don't even like eat these kind of foods or things of that nature. Right. It's just so messed up. Like you're a part of that culture. So it's just, yeah, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. It's super messed up. Yeah. Like, At I, least people just being negative. Like, that's just messed up. And it's just like, it's left me in this space where it's like, where do I fit in more with white culture? Do mm-hmm. I fit in more with Hispanic culture? Mm-hmm. Like, and now I feel like in later life, like now I'm now I'm on Duolingo. I'm on a nice. 48 day streak nice. learning Spanish. That's what's up. Because I'm just like I understand it a little bit, like enough to piece it together sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if you speak slow enough, I can usually like kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like some of the stuff I'm reading have like bits in Spanish in it, and like some of my favorite characters are Spanish speaking. Okay. Like we've got Moon Knight, one of his alters, Jake Lockley, okay. mostly speaks in Spanish. And okay. then like fucking the new Spider Man movie that came out. Yeah, my man's Harris. Miles Morales, yeah. yeah Domin- Miles. He's Dominican. Okay? They took him away from us. It's very upsetting to me. I have to bring this up. <laughs> they made him Puerto Rican and my idea is because Puerto Rico is technically a part of the United States, so they just made him Puerto Rican. But in the comic books, he's Dominican. Dominican. And he looks Dominican. And his mom is always saying Dominican stuff. And the woman that voices the mom is also Dominican. It just really grinds my gears. They They took miles away from us. It's really messed up. They really just said, oh, they're the same thing across the board. Yeah. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. That's some white thoughts right there. So upset. They're like, they're not going to know the difference. I'm like, are you serious? Bro? It's like when people say, they're like, oh, yeah, like, you're Mexican. So, you, you know, like, you probably fit into Brazil and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's I'm like, like, bro, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, bro. Different culture, language, different everything. Different language. Yes. Like, they everything got different, different. words. Like, we yes. may speak the basis of the same language. Yeah, and not even also, really. It's yeah. just, like, there's so many different words that mean yes. different things when you exactly. look at it. 
and it's different cultures. Yeah, different colonizers too. Like, like it's a whole nother shebang, yeah, man. Like, exactly. Entirely like, different thing. Different experience. <laughs> and like, very far from one another too. Like, I mean, it depends. If you, unless you're from like uh, you're in the parts of Mexico that are close to Central America, but um, yeah, it's very far away. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, people are silly. People do stuff like that all the time. It's um. I want to say it's ignorance, and I don't say it in a bad way. No, ignorance is not a bad thing. Yeah, the, yeah, like, and that's another thing that I think the society, as soon as you sell somebody, like, oh, you're a little bit ignorant, mm-hmm. and they take it as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, there's ignorance where you genuinely just don't know and you haven't educated yourself, yes. and then there's willful ignorance. Yeah. Where you're looking at it, you're like, oh, I could teach myself that, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I've opted not, not to. Hey, and honestly, I'm yeah. not mad at those people. I'm just going to be honest, like, because I think about if I were to be placed in a certain circumstance, it'd be different if I went to China and lived there. How am I not going to, you know, learn what the cultural things are and like, you know, the social cues and things of that nature. I have to do that, but no way. Like if a bunch of Chinese people move here, I got to stop doing what I'm doing. I'm like, bro, whoa, (laughs) relax, buddy. Like you could do whatever it is that you want to do, but no way I got to switch all my stuff up because you're here. Like that's just wild to me. But I do agree. Ignorance does have a very negative connotation to it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's messed up. Oh. But yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> such a deterrent. Um, so we just moved to Fort Mac. And let me think. Uh, what season was it when you moved out here? It was the beginning of fall. Okay. I remember my nice. first winter here <laughs> was negative 50 yep. degrees, and yep. now my ears are very sensitive. Mm-hmm. A stiff breeze goes by, and I just want to rip my ears off. The cartilage is gone. Cut. Yep. Yes, I yep. understand. Um, that was a brutal winter. But mm. me being stubborn, because I'm that stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom had to yell at me all the time. Put a jacket on. Yep. Put gloves on. Put a hat yep. on. I'm like, it's a 10-minute walk down. It's the not that bad. I'll be fine. I remember the one day I was so late for school. I had I gym first thing in the morning, so mm-hmm. I had just thrown on my gym shorts and my shoes. I just was walking it. in negative forty degree weather. My legs were bright red. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel my legs for yeah, no. an hour. <laughs> That's scary. Like that was stupid of me. I'm not. <laughs> and now I look at kids and I'm just like. They do it all the time. I'm like, put your jacket on, please. And I swear, it's like it's like a Fort Mag ritual whenever they're like it's minus 50 hazed by winter somehow yeah of course but i meant like here in fort mac whenever it's like minus 45 minus 50 like just an absurdly cold temperature there will always be a guy with shorts and a t-shirt on it's unbelievable the true canadian yes literally he's like this is nothing i'm like oh yeah that's a true canadian yes yes you gotta salute him all right i have to ask you a question because I remember when I first moved here. I moved here the day that I landed in Fort Mac. Well, not landed, like when we got here, was January 3rd. So it was brick outside, like just freezing. Welcome back. Yeah, facts. (laughs) So I go to school the next day, and um, I want to see if you shared this experience with me. Because I don't know, maybe where you were living in Oregon, even after like grade school, you still had recess. But when I finished the fifth grade, I never had recess again. Like, we never went outside for recess. Maybe for gym, we'd have an activity outside, but we never had recess. And I was going to Dr. Clark, and it was my second half of my eighth grade year, 
and it was my second day in school and it was like probably like minus 20 outside minus 25 i never experienced anything like this and they were trying to tell me to go outside for recess and i was so upset like you guys are insane like this is unbelievable so well first i have what grade did you even start in when you came out here and i started so i ended my grade eight year like uh, okay, air quotes graduated from gotcha. grade eight yeah and then i started grade nine up here high school I gotcha. whole culture shock yeah. but even then i remember being in gym class and they're like oh yeah we're gonna go outside and we're gonna <laughs> run the track i was like I'm looking around and everybody's like you know pulling their jackets on yep. like you know getting ready to go run outside i'm like is this oh y'all serious y'all serious i'm like what the <laughs> fuck i'm like y'all are gonna go outside i'm like Dude, my ears are still ringing from yes. walking outside, and I had a hat on, and we're going outside. Mm -hmm. like, and no, everyone is so nonchalant about it, like it's oh not yeah, a big they're deal. just like, oh yeah, come on, yeah, let's we go. All come through. You know? It's oh, don't put your big puffer on, put a jumper on. Yeah, you're gonna be just sweating. You don't want to wear. I'm like, yo, yeah. you're. I'm like sweating. You're the tripping. sweat's gonna freeze right in your follicles before it even hits your skin. I'm gonna be hiding. I'm not gonna be sweating, sir. I'm gonna be out of here, ducked away. This oh, is 100. And I'm like standing there. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like. This is real life. Like, this isn't a joke. <laughs> oh, y'all really about to go outside? <laughs> like, y'all just cool with this? But then I do have to say, like, I want to say the coldest that Ben got was, like, negative 15. Mm -hmm. um, they were still having us go outside for that. Okay. And even then, we'd all be, like, huddled up mm -hmm. by the door. Penguin like, formation. trying to get, yep. yeah. Yeah, and they'd be like, go outside and play. Yeah. We're like, girl, it's freezing out here. Open the doors. So I figured out that I could go to the library and nice. read and nice. everything. So I would just hide in the library and read. Yes. I wish I had that option. Yeah, they made it very clear. I like, tried to do that option and they were like, yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no, nah, you're outside. going outside. Yeah, it's... And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, why do you want me to? I, I never understood the purpose. It's like, why do I need to go outside? There's like, just no real justification for this action like, like where's the sun you yes. you're saying the sun is the important part nope. like photosynthesizing I hey guess and i humans? get it though in the winters we really do only get like four hours of sun in the day like that was a big shock for me too it was oh, dark yeah. all the time i'd never experienced that before because even in the states like i lived over up on the east coast so we do have winters and they can be a bit harsh because you know there's a lot of water near us and stuff oh, yeah but um and i mean the days were short don't get me wrong i'm not trying to say nothing like that but it never felt as short as it did out in Fort Mac. I was like, man, like, especially when I started working out here, you would really go days without seeing the sun. Like, it sounds dramatic, but it's I'm crazy. telling you, you could really go days without seeing the sun out here. Like, I remember that, and they were like, they were warning me about summertime. They're like, oh, yeah, the sun comes up all the time. Yeah. I'm like, you lying. Yeah, I'm sure, like, whatever you say, possible. pal. I'm <laughs> like, I took science class. You can't trick me. And I'm sitting there, 3 o'clock in the morning, playing on my DS, and I look up, I'm like, it's shining. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm like looking at the clock. I'm like, did the power go out or yep. something? I'm walking around looking out every single window. I'm like. Nope. Everyone's asleep. Damn. Okay. Yeah. It's beautiful, okay. man. It's beautiful. I love it in the summertime yes. now where I'm just like, oh, it's 3 a.m. I just got home from work. Oh, time to go for my midday walk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's not even a question. Like, it's just the perfect time to walk. Oh, sun yeah. rising. The sun never really sets. I try to explain that to my people back home, but they don't really get it. They don't get it. Got to well, experience like, it. Even explaining, because I'm in a few uh, Discord chats with people that are like all across the world and whatever. Word. I'm like, oh yeah, it's 3 a.m. I'm going for a walk. They're like, you're going for a walk in the pitch black. I'm like, no, it's, it's, quite it's actually pretty nice yeah. out. <laughs> I take a picture. They're like, 
huh? confused. I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. Dude, don't sit here. <laughs> Positions on earth. Never would have thought. This place, I mean, everyone has their theories. I ain't never been to space. I know what I believe. I can't tell you 100% certain that the earth is not flat. But this place really confirmed that ideology for me. I could still be wrong, though. Who knows? It's only one way to find out. But, yeah, I was like, nah, there's no way, bro. Because the homies is calling me, and it's mad dark where they are. And it's sunny as hell where I am. So, ain't no way, man. Ain't no way. Yeah, ain't no way this shit is flat, bro. It's no Universe way. is a strange thing. Yeah, man. That's for sure. I'm That's just grateful sure. to be in it, though. Honestly, same. Yeah, for same. real, though. I'm really happy to be... There's a few things that I'm not happy about with this timeline. Okay. <laughs> But I do have to say, like, being born in the 2000s and, like, watching the way technology mm. and everything has evolved. Yes. Like, I can't tell you how hyped I was when I saw that first picture of the black hole at the center of our universe. Oh, word. Like, that was dope as shit. I'm, like, sitting there showing Lucas. I'm like, look at it. <laughs> look, look at this glowing fruit loop in the sky. Like, <laughs> like, that's so cool. And he's like, that's the blurriest picture I've ever seen. I'm like, that yeah. don't matter, though. Yeah. I never fathomed that we could see a black hole, like, real time in this picture. And yeah. now we can. Like, sure, it's just a little, like, fruit loop circle that's orange on a black paper. Yeah. But, like, that's beautiful to me. That's yes. amazing. Like, I love space. I don't I know believe what it, it is. Like, gives me the good tingles. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's such a cool thing. I just try to... I, it's hard for me to get interested in it because I find more and more with space or, like, anything really NASA-related, um, they have such a hard time putting things in layman's terms. Like... They really just do. put it simply for me, just dumbify this for me. But they talk about quantums and, you know, the distance and light years and things of that nature. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to break out a calculator. I understand what you're saying. You know, I just want to understand. That's how I felt because I really wanted to be an astronomer mm. growing up. Mm. I do not have the math skills for that. Yeah, I, I was like, you need math yep. to look at the stars? Big math, too. Like the Bro, letter math. Like, <laughs> you joking with yeah. me right now. No, I'm <laughs> like, good. And now I'm sitting at my job serving people. And I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, can I get three Coronas? I'm like, yeah, they're nine bucks each. They're like, yeah, I'm going to pay for it together. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, no. Like, yeah, okay, nine plus nine is 18. <laughs> now I got to add another You're nine on top of that. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, 18, 19, 20, 21, Your total comes to 27. And then these motherfuckers look at me. They're like, are you sure? I saw you counting on your fingers. I'm oh like, God, do not do that to me right don't now. Don't play with me. Like, pull out your phone right now. That's right. Pull out your phone. Nine times three. What is it? 27? Oh, cool. I was right. Stupid. Fingers never fail. Yeah. Maybe I should cut some of your fingers off and you can see how hard it is to count things, mister. Like, you know what? Just for that, now it's $30 That's for right. three beer. You're welcome. Enjoy. And it's a, I opened it a long time ago, so it's a little flat. <laughs> it's a little flat. It's been sitting on the bar top for the last 20 minutes. Exactly. I think somebody might have spit in it. Whoops. Who would have thought? Like, the Probably line, makes it taste better. It yeah. might have actually been somebody else's. Yeah. It happens, man. I'm sorry. Did I pick it up off the floor? Who knows? Can't really guarantee anything. <laughs> Hell yeah. I found this outside at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so man. what was high school like for you when you were going to Trinity? It was my least favorite school. But I'm just I'm just joking. Um, I played football for Merck, so it's like a fake quarrel. But um, yeah, what was it like? That was like the rich school in my eyes when I moved here to Fort Mac. Like I lived in Thickwood. And um, I went to Merck. Like, I lived in those townhouses right in front of Merck. 
But when I would go to Trinity, it was just, it always had like a bougie-esque feel. Like even Timberly in my eyes, I was like, oh, this is the bouginess. Like this is the, where all the rich lie. folk is at. Going to that school, like the reason why my mom picked it, one, because it was a Catholic school. Okay. Two, it was 10 minutes away, so she didn't have to worry about me. She was like, just walk to and from school. I yes. ain't got to worry about you. Fucking figure it out. You got two <laughs> feet in a fucking heartbeat. Yes, you'll make it. You know, and then we picked it because of the art program. Um, it was a really bougie school. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I believe like it. some of the stuff in there, I was looking at, and I was like, Jesus Christ. And I went from my school where we were sharing books yep. that were like duct taped together mm -hmm. and your school now is like sponsored by one of the biggest oil companies ever yeah. so yeah like and very... they got that fancy art on the mm -hmm. outside that lights up and mm -hmm. like an auditorium theater i'm like standing there in like, the field unbelievable like how many crazy. the soccer field the track like so many separate sections yeah yeah it's wild like i said fucking tumulo's track field was just a squiggly line like we had a zip line yeah that's I did dope. not step foot on that. I wouldn't trust it either, honestly. It landed in like, a small town. You already told me the textbooks were taped together, so <laughs> I can't imagine what's going on with that zip line. Hotty. They were like, yeah. oh, yeah, when you get near the end, you have to put your legs out so mm -hmm. that you don't full force hit the tree. <laughs> I'm like, no, no I'm, I'm not getting on that. That's a pass. I'd rather die. <laughs> right, hold on. Give me one second. I got to use the washroom. No, I'm good, man. I'll be right back. Uh, that would actually be dope. I just noticed that it's not spiral. I feel better. Oh my god. <laughs> Cold air. Yes, finally. Okay, so please tell me more about your bougie-ass school, please. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just, like, so crazy. I was like, we got a full art studio. We've got the full auditorium. That nice-ass fucking field. Like, I'm, like, standing here. I'm like, what the fuck is this school? Like, vending machines, two levels. Word. Dude, those vending machines were my saving grace. <laughs> I spent so much money on them vending machines. What was machines. your go-to? What would you always get? Okay, this is about to get weird. My go-to was the... They had Miss Vicky's in those vending machines. What's those? Like the cookies, right? The chips. The Miss Vicky's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like, and I'm standing there. I would get the two bags of Miss Vicky's original chips mm -hmm. and then a bottle of chocolate milk. And nice. then I head to my math class. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was about the original chips with chocolate milk that just slapped. That was your combo. That was just... That was it. I respect it. Like, I had the... Well, at least not here, but my go-to... In middle school, big time before I moved to Canada, was nice slice of pizza, 
in either the Arnold Palmer uh, Arizona or the oh, yeah. the green tea with the honey, like the ginseng with the honey every time, $2. But now because inflation, that's probably like a $20 meal. I'm not going to lie. But back then, if I had $2 on me, I was eating good. Happy camper. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds oh, delicious. Oh, such good. Shout out to <laughs> D. Benny's, man. I don't know where that lady's at, but she used to always hold it down, man. Shout out to Miss at the D. Benny's, man, for real. Yeah. But all right. Um so um, yeah, Trinity. Yeah, fuck. I don't know. It was crazy. Like I was really intimidated because that was a lot of kids I to bet. be around. Going from like my normal like twenty three people that I hung out with for like a consecutive three years mm-hmm. to that many people and they're like, Oh yeah, you're walking all around school to get to class. I'm Where? like, What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know like my first few weeks was not a really good experience because i was introduced as the american kid yeah i have never had so many people look at me and just be like oh you're a fucking american get mm-hmm. fucked mm-hmm. like them fucking kids and great dad were brutal for that they Word. were like what the fuck you're an american okay like weirdo yeah you know, so I'd sit by myself foreigner. for a little while or I'd get put in groups and the groups would be like, oh, really, we have to take the American? Mm. Like, you know. And then it was really different because they were like, we have to assess your education level. Yes. I'm like, okay, cool. And I did through did the assessment and they're like, what do you mean you don't know this already? I'm like, I was supposed to learn that in grade nine, like at my other school. They're like, you should have already learned this curriculum wise. I'm like. Yeah, it's like, all right, bro, like, talk, I, talk to the school, bro. I don't know <laughs> like, what, what you want me to do. Like, <laughs> facts, though. Like, I'm no, sorry. Facts. I just, you know, and then a lot of the kids took that as a, oh, well, you were taught by American schools, so your education, like, is lower, therefore you're dumber than I am. And yeah. I'm like, that's okay. It was accurate, though. I'm not going to lie, because, I mean, I don't know. I didn't go to the greatest schools in the States. I'm not going to say that. I, I went to one really good school, but besides that, I didn't really go to, like, the greatest schools. But, um... They never really had, when I took science, it wasn't like a science. You know what I'm saying? It was a branch of science. Like, I was taking biology. Like, that's all I took my ninth grade year. Like, I had biology. I didn't have social studies my ninth grade year. I had American history, you know. So, the only ones that were solid were English. And then my math, it wasn't just math. I was taking um, algebra at the time. So... When I came, they were expecting me to know a lot of stuff that I didn't know. I had to take 10th and 11th grade in one year, like my first school. Like I didn't have no spares. I didn't get no electives. I was just taking 10th and 11th grade classes the whole way through. So, yeah, I mean, but I get it, though. It was definitely a different demographic, and I liked going to school here. I didn't have as many distractions as I did back home as I did out here. Well, like that was, like with the no distractions, like I didn't have any friends. I didn't have okay. any extracurricular activities, so I was just mainly focused on school. And you're an only child, year. yeah? Yeah. More. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, like, grade nine went by pretty quickly, and it was just, like, it was so overwhelming because it was, like, catching up on so much, mm. and I felt, Pavel, I felt so stupid. I feel Like, that. it was a struggle because they were like, yeah, we're going to give you a pass this year, and we're going to work with you extra and whatever, just to make sure that you're getting up to that level. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Thanks, sure. I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that. Um, you know, grade 9 went pretty okay. And then grade 10 and grade 11 started. And that was... 
it went pretty normal after that. Like, I picked out all my classes. And I, like, grade 11, they were like, you can't have any spares. So you need mm -hmm. to fill it with something. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I'll just fill it with more stuff. Mm -hmm. So I somehow filled my grade 11 year with so much stuff. And my grade 10 year with so much stuff that I would have had in grade 11, two or three spares. Where? And they were like, yeah, no, you can't have that. You need to fill it with something. I was That's like, weird because I definitely took my spares. They was ready to kick me out to school. I was <laughs> missing so much class for real. <laughs> They was, I mean, I lived right across. I could damn near sit in my house from the school. Some classes I would walk in, I'm like, Psh, not today, bro. Not <laughs> Honestly, today. Yeah. Fucking same. Yeah. But my mom would have found it like she was breathing down my neck. I'm, I swear she had cameras in that school. <laughs> I swear I had like a tracker hidden in my backpack. My mom was one of them parents. Yeah. So, like, even if I stepped foot out of the school, she'd be like, why are you walking out of school? Somebody said they saw you outside of school. I'm like, I'm on my break. I'm walking to the corner store to get myself a Gatorade. I'm allowed to do that. Like, yeah. If oh, you got little people watching you and stuff, that's wild. Yeah. Was there something that you did by chance that would have her feel so eager to be, you know, very attentive to your whereabouts? Well, I was just a helicopter parent. Okay, Especially cool. when we moved. I think she Word. was just really worried about me. Yeah, another so country, I, all that different. Like, I try not to hold too much against her for mm. that. But, like, and I also think she was worried about, like, education-wise because I didn't, I didn't do very well in school. Okay, I'm not cool. going to lie. Um, there were a lot of times where I'd forget about assignments, mm -hmm. and then I just wouldn't do them. And then the school would be like, yo, where the fuck is your kid's assignment? And she'd be like, on my case, immediately. Do you feel like it was because of, because, uh, you know, some people are just, they find school very difficult. Like, they're just not capable of achieving certain things. Or was it just like a lack of interest? Because I feel like that's very common, too. They show the same results. I think it was it a little bit of both, to be honest. Like... And it was really hard growing up because at the time, like, dyslexia in the States wasn't really, like, as recognized. Okay. I they mean, just, I feel like definitely where you live in, too, in, like, a small town, right? So They just kind of told me that I needed to work on my reading comprehensions and skills. I see. So, like, it made math really hard. I hate math. Mm. Like, always hated it. Ever since they introduced it to me because, like, some of the teachers would be like, I do not understand. Like, it's written clearly on the board. Why aren't you copying it down right? I'm like really know what to tell you this i can't see I it see. like i'm sorry that's so rough you just know untrained people you know you can't get mad at them can't get mad at you it's, it's like such a less than favorable circumstance where it's like here the teachers were like oh you're dyslexic okay we'll just work a little bit better or, you know like and that was a real like odd thing for me because i was like what mm. there's something wrong with me they're like oh there's you know, it's just how your brain works. And it's fine. Lots of kids have it. Like, More. you're good. You just That's need good. to take a little extra time reading. They're like, there's nothing wrong with that, though. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. So, like, a part of me is also very thankful that I, like, transitioned all the way up here. Because mm -hmm. I feel like I wouldn't, I honestly feel like I probably would have skipped out on so many classes in high school. And I, I probably would have dropped out. Especially like, going to, well, your school was, what, an hour away. So, was it also going to be as small as the other school that you was going to? Yeah, I think it, like had maybe a third of the kids that Trinity has. Oh, okay, I see. So um, still kind of the same circumstances, you know? Yeah. I feel that. You know, and, like, I just, I wasn't excited about school. Like, I don't know. The environment was just really hard. I found it really hard to pay attention sometimes, and then I get distracted really easily. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's just, like, how my brain works yeah. or whatever, if it was a lack of interest, like... 
science really interested me a lot. I was really involved in science. Like I remember for my grade 10 and 11 year, I chose to take biology because it had less math than mm -hmm. physics and chemistry. And I was really interested in being a nurse at the time because mm. a lot of people in my family, like my auntie's a nurse, my other auntie's traveling around the country right now doing nursing jobs on Whoa. contracts. My mom wanted to be a nurse. She did a little bit of nursing school and then she was like, it's not for me. So I was like, oh, why not? Might as well do that since I can't do astronomy because I'm too dumb at math. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want to go every day do something that I hate for yeah. hours on end. Fuck that. I no like matter. stars, but I don't like them that much. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know, so I thought about being a nurse for a little bit. But then, like, I haven't gone back to school. Mm. I haven't really thought about going back to school. I'm really not motivated to go back to school. I don't have the money for it right now Word. anyway. Um. I've also been working all throughout high school because my mom was like, if you don't want to do an extracurricular activity or sport, you need to be working. You need to be doing something after school. So that's when I started working in hospitality. Okay. And stuff like that. And then, I don't know, after school was over and done with because I graduated at 17 and then I turned 18. And then I just worked. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a workaholic. Yeah, went into... So, like, working, I did pretty much the same thing um, when I came out here after I graduated high school. Because when I moved out here, I just had a visitor's visa. So, when I came out here for high school, I did 11th and 12th grade. And when I graduated, that's, like, when reality hit. Because I was playing football. I was, like, decent. I definitely was, I'd say, like, a malleable player. You know, I could be shaped into something better. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go to school. And... Um, that's when I found out. They were like, hey, man, um, you know, you... Hold on, I got to fix this here. Of course, this happens right now. All good. Your mic was just like, oh, we done for the day. That's when I found out that I wasn't going to be able to attend any universities out here because I just had a visitor's visa. Like on a visitor's visa, you can't attend universities. You can't work. You can't do anything. So I went and just got into the workforce. I left after a year of waiting and went back to the States and just started working. Said yeah. fuck school. I haven't really. I've been thinking about it lately, but besides then, I just I never really thought about school again. So I definitely understand that. For sure. You know, because it's like I was like, I really don't want to do another like four or five years of school like right. i just i need a break so i my plan originally was to take a gap year and just relax and then some stuff happened with me and my mom where i just like i was like i can't do this anymore i moved see. out moved in with lucas and then i just started working like crazy mm. i had three jobs at the time well. like i didn't even give myself a day off mm. and then i found two really good jobs which was the club and then the trampoline park that's now closed. Oh, okay. I was like, Mac. we have a trampoline park? I was so we confused. did. And I'm sure, like, some people that are going to listen to this, they're absolutely going to know about Aim High Park. Yeah. 
that place it's closed now so now i can say whatever i want about it okay that was definitely not the best place to be working at and quite honestly like it was running out of money the owners were doing a lot of cutbacks with Mm. staff so like we couldn't do the proper cleaning that we needed to get done or anything like that which sucked um i managed to get myself into a team lead position there for more pay and everything so i would cut all my staff because they were like we can't afford to keep this much staff on Mm -hmm. i would cut all of the staff at night send them all home about a half an hour after we closed so that they could get the base cleaning done and then i would clock out and clean as much as i could before my hip and back started hurting more because it was a big facility and like climbing through like all those tight spaces and whatever like with my bad hip it just you know and then i'd be like okay well i've cleaned for two hours now i've started getting yeah i was like i have to start getting ready for my other job Mm. so i'd pop my tv dinner in the microwave get ready there and then walk down the street to the strip club (laughs) (laughs) also it was downtown the trampoline park yeah yeah it was like a 10 minute walk from the club so it wasn't bad at all more and then covid hit both places but before we get to covid i gotta ask one more question just in reference to your high school time, because yeah. I totally skipped over something that I thought would be really important. No, all good, man. Um, so your mom met someone, and then four months later, they got married and moved in together. Yeah. So there's like a new figure in your life. And on top of that, there's like a huge transition to like another country. And um, not too, too long ago, your mom was like super down in the dumps about the last relationship that she was in. So what was that experience like for you? And did you even like the guy? Because I know somebody made me move into another country that I just met. I probably wouldn't like him very much. Um, I definitely wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Because I was like, this feels like it's moving really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know. I barely know this guy. And it's like, now you're just kind of jumping ship mm-hmm. and going somewhere else. And I didn't really have a choice in the matter because I remember we got into an argument about it. And she was like, sucks, you're a kid. You're going to follow me wherever I go. Yeah. So. Because what, were you trying to propose, like, staying at your grandma's or something, living with your aunt or what? I basically told her that I was going to go live with my biological father. Oh, wow. Being a dumb, ignorant child at the time, which, because that's that's fully what I was being. Like, I wasn't happy that we were moving, so I was straight up throwing a fit about it. And that's very normal. I feel like that's fair. Like, it's such a huge change. It's not not something tiny, you know? And you're going through your adolescence, right? Like, it's probably the worst time it could happen. Like, and I was just, like, so scared. I was, like, I'm leaving all my friends. Like, what are we going to do about family? Because all of our family lives here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's just crazy to me. I don't understand it. And for a guy. Yeah. yeah. And, like, still, like they're still together. Okay, And cool. they're really happy. They live in Ontario now. They oh, bought, wow. Yeah, they bought a, like, boating business or Whoa. something that they work on. Yeah, you did say your mom was very business savvy, so. Yeah, yeah. so, like, you know, they're been together ever since wow. so i'm super happy for her like she I'm made the right choice it seems yeah. Like. yeah it's been a while too right so that's what oh, more than yeah. like 10 years now right yeah something like that yeah that's beautiful crazy like. <laughs> <laughs> they knew they knew something that nobody else knew yeah and i just look at them i'm like man good for them good for them yeah. like i'm so happy for her and like i'm just happy that she found the one that makes her happy more like she deserves it more than anybody more that's beautiful like, okay, so um, when COVID hit, we were actually still working together. Were you still at Brew at that time? Maybe not. 
Um, because I remember I actually got fired from Brew House in 2018, oh, okay. like right at the end of high school. Oh, okay. Nigel had to fire me. Um, and then I was living with Lucas. What was that like? Was have you ever been in a relationship before Lucas? Lucas was my first really serious one. More. That's you know, dope. like that was the one where like we actually sat down and like talked about like birth control mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I did all of that like by myself because wow. at the time I didn't want my mom to know that we were like canoodling and whatever. Yeah, I feel that. I'm pretty sure she already knew. And what were you all living together at the time? Um, when you were trying to hide it from your mom or were you living with your we mom? We were living together at the time. Okay, I was still cool. living in the, I had moved down to the basement because she was like, you're an adult now. Like, okay, I see. You can have your own separate space down in the basement. More. <laughs> That's what's up. That's very nice of her. Oh yeah, it was super yeah. nice of her. Like, I had a really nice big room. I had my own bathroom. I didn't really have to worry about, I don't know, being in a space with a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so it was super nice. Mm-hmm. Very blessed for that. Um, You know, we were living together at the time. And then that's when I was working at Brew House and when I met all you guys and everything. Yeah. Like, that was a crazy three years. Yeah, man. There's some days, really cool. like, I sit there and I'm like, God, some days I miss it. But then I'm like, God, that place was horrid. Yeah, man. There was a lot of, uh, there were so many, like, great high moments that we shared with one another. I feel like as just the crew. Like, it was just a really great group of people all around. Oh, yeah. But there was just a lot of stuff behind the scenes that was less than favorable. You yeah. Know? yeah. That and it's also the hospitality service. Yeah, well, like if you're not people mentally, are nuts, man. Yeah, like if you're not mentally prepared for that, Perhaps. like I've been working in the hospitality service for six years now. Mm. Like that's crazy. Man. Especially here in like a place like this, people are quite interesting. You oh know, yeah. So. Well and it's like I've met some really great people in mm-hmm. Fort Mac, like some especially like serving them and everything. And then mm-hmm. I've just met some people where I'm like, you should never go out to eat. Yeah. Like please just eat at home. Facts. It's, it's like, like bro, you're not you're not equipped with the knowledge of how to deal with service. Like And it's like that really like I really feel like as somebody's first job, they should either start out with something like the food industry or like even a grocery store. But like any customer service job that they should start out with because I feel like it really does build really good skills that you can have, but it also humbles you a little bit. Like, I feel like that humble, like that humbling moment for me came from the trampoline park. More. I don't like kids. Okay. I really don't like, they're not, I'm not going to go out of my way to like be addicted to children, (laughs) (laughs) but like if I had a choice of being in a room with a child and being in a room with like, I don't know, just like a padded room, I would pick the padded room. (laughs) And that's like no shade at anybody with kids or like kids in general or anything. Like, But fuck them kids. I've known from a very, yeah, Yeah. fuck them kids. I've known from a very young age that I do not want children of my own. Like, you know, and it's like, there's some kids that I've met where I'm like, okay, yeah, you're cool. Like, that's fine. Some kids meet the mark, yeah. You know, and then there's other kids where I'm just like, where are your parents? <laughs> Someone else needs to deal with you, like, please. Please stay five feet away from me, thanks. <laughs> you know, but that, that humbling was just, like, working with kids. Because I met some really cool kids there. Word. And, like, running the summer camps and, like, talking with parents. And there's some parents that I talked to where I was just, like, deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Deep breaths. Find a happy place. Mm-hmm. Find a happy place. You shouldn't have children. I'm saying <laughs> some people okay. are just going through a lot and don't know how to deal with it. And they'll take like, it on anybody that they could give it to. And like, that's the thing. And like, 
I do have to say, pregnant women as well. Those Oof. those were some scary, scary times. I'd get calls from like my male staff. They'd be like, "We have a pregnant woman at the front that is not happy," and I'm like, "Okay, all right, okay, it's not her fault. She's making a whole another human being. Mm-hmm. Gotta go into this as gentle as possible." Yes. Like, ma'am, how was your day going? Yeah, that's terrible. Right. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And I'm just like, you're right. <laughs> you are absolutely right, girl. What can I do for Would you yes. like to sit down? Mm-hmm. Would you like, like, what would you like me to do? Yes. And that was just like, it was really eye opening for me because I'm like, man, this is like solidifying for me that I never want kids. More. Like, kids, caring for another human is so hard, especially a human that's, a that's like, like, caring for an adult, a little bit different. Caring for, like, a brand new, like, soft flesh child. Yes. That is crazy. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Like, it's, I it's just, wild. you know. Like, I want to do it really bad. And I want to do it, like, six times. But even still, I'm just still, like, I understand this, like, the, the weight of it. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. It's, it's super hard. Like, it's and you're going to mess up. And it's, like, I feel like with kids... Messing up with kids is like messing up with your job at a nuclear plant. It's like it just has detrimental long-term effects. Like yeah. it like lasts forever, you know? Like it you can know? just, it can cause a lot of harm. So, yeah. It really yeah. can. And it's just like, man, some of those parents, I commend them. Like mm. you're doing a great job. You're mm. going to raise a great human being and everything like that. And that's just so cool to me. And then just like talking with kids kids are so open-minded mm-hmm. like that's what that's the one thing that i don't get when people are like oh don't teach my kid that or oh don't tell my kid that they're not going to understand kids like at such a young age are so like stupidly open-minded that you could break it down into like color blocks mm-hmm. and they're just like oh, okay i understand mm-hmm. and they just don't care mm-hmm like just keep it pushing like they just don't care they're just oh like, there's that too now <laughs> you know they're like oh okay whatever bye yeah like i remember probably one of the funniest experiences i had it was probably like an 11 or 12 year old girl that's standing at the counter with like her brother and her mom and like at aim high like i still had my nails i still did my makeup and then i just put my hair up my head was still shaved the sides were still shaved and then i wore a really really baggy hoodie to like be as child-friendly as humanly Word. possible. Like, sweatpants, hoodie, yeah. I had my zebra slippers on. Just like bland. Like, you yeah, know? I feel that. And it was so funny. I'm, like, typing on the computer, pulling up their stuff and whatever, being like, yeah, like, are you here for a party? What kind of pass do you guys want? Do you want the playground and the trampolines? Like, what are we doing today? And this, this little girl is just, like, staring at me. And I was just like, okay. Like, she's probably just looking at my hair. Because at the time, I think it was pink and blue or yeah. pink and red or something like that. I was like, I'm a very colorful person. Kids stare at me all the time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Stop freaking out. And all of a sudden, she, like, leans across the counter. She goes, hi. And I'm like, hi. How are you? She goes, I'm good, but I have a question. Nice. I'm like, okay, what's your question? She goes, are you a boy or are you a girl? Nice. And I felt so bad for this mom. <laughs> this mom, she's, like, you know, going through her wallet. I think it was to, like, pull out a card or something. And she yeah. just goes... I'm sorry. Like, she goes, says this kid's name. She goes, you, you can't say that. You can't say that. She goes, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's cool, man. No, it's cool. I'm like, let her continue. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what do you think? She goes, you're kind of in between. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Like, your makeup is really pretty, but you just have, like, such a boy-looking face. And her mom is just like, please, 
please stop, please stop. talking. Yeah. It's like, stop. Like, like the hand over mouth. I am so sorry. I don't know what got into her. And I yeah. was like, no, it's cool. It's cool. And like, I'm trying to look at the parent. I'm like, do we want to have this conversation mm-hmm. with your kid? Because it like, is your you kid, cool? right? Like, you know? how much should I say? Yeah. You know, and like, she wasn't really giving me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm whatever you think I am. Mm-hmm. Then that's totally chill with me. She goes, okay. And then she's like looking at me. She goes, I have another question. Nice. And I'm like, okay, go ahead and ask. She goes, I think you're a girl, but are you like a girl girl or were you a boy and now you're a girl? Okay. And like before I answered, she goes, it's okay if you were a boy, but now you're a girl because you make a really pretty girl. Nice. And I'm like sitting here. I'm like, That's I'm like trying not to tear up and whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, whatever this parent is doing. And like teaching this kid or if this kid learned it like they're gonna be such a cool human being Facts. when they grow up Facts. and i'm like no i was born a girl and she goes okay so like do you want to be a boy and i'm like <laughs> i'm like you know i'm like i don't really know yet i'm still figuring life out More. and whatever and like now now i consider myself like really androgynous and non-binary so like i just i fall in between okay i'm just like you want to refer to me as a guy you want to refer to me as a girl whatever okay i really could care less like you know and like she went on with her date not even bothered she just went okay yes i put her bracelet on she just runs in and the mom's like i'm so sorry i don't i don't know what that was i'm like <laughs> girl i'm not even offended yeah like it, it is what it is kids, it's probably the best way that that could have happened you know it was just such know, a genuine like, interaction kids are curious yeah kids are curious like they're always gonna be you know and i had multiple situations like that where i had a bunch of kids like they thought i was a boy that wore makeup Mm -hmm. and everything like that and there were a few parents that had issues with it so you know like yeah i mean we do live in like a pretty blue collar town so yeah some people are cool some people aren't man it's just the way it is you know and it's so hard because it's like you want to teach kids that it's okay but then it's like you're not my kid i Mm -hmm. can't teach you that so i just kind of have to be like you know like whatever you think mm-hmm. kind of thing and the it's same. just like that's always what i like to remind parents i'm like regardless of somebody teaching them kids are just gonna ask like it's just like a kid going up to like a bigger person being like are you pregnant they don't they don't know that like mm-hmm. that that mental filter just doesn't exist yet yeah but for it's like for what they're a child like they're, it's not supposed to be there they don't need to carry themselves like a like an adult or someone who's like fully aware of social cues it's just you get a pass. That's you know? what it is. That's what your childhood like, is. And like those things are so like good with teaching opportunities because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you should teach your kids to be okay with pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Not, not it depends on what it is. Yeah, of let, course. Let me let That's, me dial it's that. It's a back general for a term. I know what like, you mean, though. I know you know because we also live in a time where everything is changing mm-hmm. constantly. There's new things that are coming out and. You know, like the world is constantly changing. So I think it's important to teach kids that, hey, the world around you is changing. So you should be open minded. Or, you know, like it's okay to have things where you're like, yeah, I'm totally not cool with that. But you're going to make, I feel like you're going to make more connections with people. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like, you're going to have an easier time talking to people and making friends and making connections if you're more open minded. Facts. You know, I agree. Because I feel like, first, I feel like it's fair to say that. We are both blessed to not have to deal with the responsibilities of having to teach someone all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like on a regular basis. Yeah. But um, with that being said, I do feel like I've never really, I don't think I've ever really wanted to 
shape my kids into like being accepting of things or like shape my kids in a format of like this is what this is and you need to be okay with it i'm more or less just want them to know what it is and then get them to feel however it is that they feel about it right yeah so, no like the more i totally you learn, agree with that the like more you learn, not the like more a oh somebody tells you something you have to be okay with it yeah. no you're absolutely allowed to have your own thoughts exactly on it. but just remember before you're like absolutely not sit down listen think about it and yeah. if you're not okay with it that's totally chill exactly i want you to make that decision on your own like i don't you know, want to push you being okay with it or you being against it. i just want you to understand what it is like i've got that's i've got all. tons of friends that they don't understand the whole non-binary thing and i'm yeah. like that's cool bro mm -hmm. that don't bother me like it is what it is mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh you're a piece of shit because yeah. you're not like you know and some people will some people it's just such a sensitive subject for them to where if like because i can i can't well i can't say that i can understand or that i can imagine because i i just can't even conceive it like i've never gone through anything like that yeah so it's like i can't imagine going through the journey that a person has to go through to even be able to acknowledge what it is that they're going to label themselves in the first place. And then on top of that, you, you're going to have to explain it to a lot of people who are just like either misinformed or uninformed. But then on top of that, there are people who are going to judge you for something, at least in my perspective, that you have pretty much like no control over, you know? Yeah. Like it's just your experience, what you're going through at the time. And like, that's the thing where I feel like so blessed that my mom taught me like, hey, even though these people say these things about you, like, just don't worry about it. Worry. People are going to say those things to you, like whether it's a racial term or whether it's like anything that's like homophobic or anything like that. They're going to say things. Those, yeah, yeah, they're going to say hateful things to you. And honestly, you're best off just being like, okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like I've been called so many things, especially in high school. Like I had people, I had a bunch of girls that like would call me terms that were very aggressive towards like lesbians and everything mm -hmm. like that. And I was just like, okay, and unfaced you know like yeah. and i feel like that for me is just really important because it's like now i'm mildly unfazed by it like there's some things that people say if you catch me in a bad mood and they say it and i'm right. like okay hey, you know what yeah i'm already in a bad mood so now you're just like, doing the most you know yeah. <laughs> now you're just pissing me off yeah exactly you know? i understand i understand so i feel really blessed about that and i just I don't know. I feel like when it comes to like topics like that, I'm just so chill on it. Like, there's people that are straight up. They're like, "Yeah, I'm not using they them pronouns for you." I'm like, "Okay." Mm -hmm. They're like, "Really? That doesn't bother you?" I'm like, "No, not really. I can't control what you do. Exactly. That's really not my problem." More like you know. And there's no use in me sitting here arguing with you about it, because at the end of the day, like, I feel like while respect is a huge thing and like people should be respected. I'm not going to spend my whole life worrying about it and Word. closing myself off. Like, it's it's a different experience for, like, transgender people and everything like that. I can't say that my experience is the same. 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's experience with it is different. And yeah, everybody even has their so own. many, every other part of the spectrum, like, it's just such a different experience yeah. for everybody. Their circumstances are so important. 100%. Right. And that's not me, like, discounting people that are like, oh, I would like to be gendered correctly because obviously that's important to them and i don't want to discount that but for mm -hmm. me personally i really could care less more i have a question though now yeah this is um something that i've been thinking about and it sucks because it's kind of like i hate asking people who inform me that they're on the spectrum this question because i feel like i feel the same way when somebody wants to ask me a question like about black people generally i'm like oh so i guess i'm the representative for every black person on earth right but I'm going to make you represent everyone on the spectrum right now. <laughs> and it was something that I really, I was always intrigued by because I never understood how it happened. Because 
the way that I've looked at it is, at least my interpretation of it is that people are trying to figure out what it is that they identify as and, like, that's what it is that they want to be referred to. So, like, I'm like, that's cool. I can respect that. And it, it really, to me, it's not a very difficult thing to do. But I'm an empathetic person. I like making people's lives easier, so I'm going to try my best to do that. Yeah. But one thing I never understood is the whole cis thing. Because I'm like, now you're putting a label on me. Like, the whole, I never like, understood that. The whole cisgender thing, I personally really don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's for more of like the newer LGBTQ uh, people. Because I, I feel like it came out a few years ago. Facts. That I just started realizing that like, oh... Pavel, you're a cisgendered man. Yeah, and I'm that, like, what are you me, talking just about? Like, I'm like, no, you're just a man, dude. Like, <laughs> the LGBT community is so, like, some parts are so controversial and so hypocritical mm-hmm. that I don't, I really try and step away from that because yeah. I, one, I don't want to be a representative for everybody mm-hmm. because everybody's experience is different. How exactly. they feel, what experiences they've had while either transitioning or growing up or everything is obviously going to shape the way of how they feel. Precisely. Right? And how they view things. Um, For me personally, I think cisgender is the dumbest term (laughs) you could have come up with. Like, you know, I don't know why we had to label that. Where? I I thought it was strange. Like, for me, it's a really strange thing. Like, I would never be like, oh, Pavel, you're a cisgender man. Like, to me, you're just a dude. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, from reading people's like transgendered people's experience they want to be referred as like like say if it were uh female to male Mm -hmm. they want to be referred to as a man Mm -hmm. you know so for me being like oh i'm a transgendered man i it's based on experience like some people are really like oh like i want you to know that i'm a transgender man so that if you are on the spectrum or anything you feel safe with me kind of thing but then there's also the I just want to be referred to as a man. Right. And it's different from transgendered person to transgender person, you know? And I yeah. feel like it's also with, there's like the older LGBT people, Word. LGBTQ people, and then there's the younger LGBTQ people who like, I feel like the younger crowd tries really hard to respect everybody mm-hmm. and label everything where they've lost the whole you can be unlabeled. It's fine. Word. We don't need a label for every single thing. Yes. You know, like, that's why, again, that's why the queer term exists. Mm-hmm. Like, a that's lot like of That's like the generalization, like, right? Yeah, like, I'm queer. Yeah. You know, like, I don't really feel comfortable being labeled as a bisexual or a pansexual or anything like that. I'm just queer. Yeah. You know, and, like, yeah. that's what that term means. So, like, it's so weird when people are like, oh, well, what are you then? Well, I'm queer. Okay, but what specific queer are you? Yeah. Why do you need to know that? Yeah. What, and it's like, really strange because it's like, what is it about that information that's going to change this dynamic so much, right? Like, you know, what like, is it that's going to, what's going to happen that we just can't keep doing what it is that we're doing, whether you know that or not? You know, and then it's just like, even within the LGBT community, like, there's so much like biphobia and everything like that. And it's so like crazy. in the community. Yeah, yeah, within the community. And that's why. Oh, like, true. I've actually heard that. I've heard that some people aren't very, um, especially with women uh like by women that they're just like you're a fraud kind of thing or like I you're just out here having fun or whatever all the time yeah all the time really especially because up. i'm with lucas they're like oh well how long have you been with him mm-hmm. have you been with any women do you really like women and i have a preference for women i like women more than men mm-hmm. but i love lucas yeah. i've been with him for a very long time Facts. and like you know i'm gonna steal him <laughs> It's a fact. Steal him anytime you want. 
you know and it's just like people are like well then you're not really a bisexual then i'm like i'm in a long-term committed relationship with somebody that i love it's like, what, am I supposed to be polygamous because I'm bisexual? Like, like it don't make no sense. Like, yeah. do I got to have understand. a woman on the side at the same it's time? It's very, um, like, at least from certain instances that I've, like, come across, it's super judgmental. And it's funny because, I mean, I understand it. It just comes from, I feel like just suffering and, like, having to deal with so much bullshit throughout the entirety of your life is that, like, You've been judged for so long that when you finally are a part of something, you just want to weed out anyone that didn't go through the same struggles that you did. Because that's how I feel about the older uh, LGBTQ community. It's like, I mean, even still, that was news to me because I would have thought that it was more of the youngers that are, you know, adding letters or things of that nature to the spectrum. At least from what I heard from it originally, I know it's different now. But, um, yeah, I would have thought that I would be the younger. But I definitely know that the older folks are like not very fond of the younger folk but it's i kind of understand where they're coming from not that i agree but i understand it because it's like the work that they've done the work that they've put in it has made it a lot easier not that it's like completely easy but it made it a lot easier it's like the same thing when i'm if i'm on a bus with my friends like i'm back home in the states i'm on a bus with my friends a public bus and we're on the back of the bus causing ruckus making noise doing all this stuff and like an elder black person comes up and is like y'all don't understand the work that we did you need to sit down and act like you got some sense and it's like you're right like we appreciate your gesture but the reason you did everything is so we could be back here doing whatever the fuck we want because before we'd get beat up for doing what we're doing now yeah but it's like they went through so much that they just want to shit on you they want you to behave and act a certain kind of way they don't want you to do all these flamboyant things you're making it so much harder but it's a process man it's a process. It always is. It's like, like I said, everybody's experience is different. And Facts. like how, like, I don't know. I, I feel like when I talk to other people or other people in that community, especially online, like I try not to online just because it's like, oh, well, what do you mean you're with man? Mm. Oh, well, how long have you been with man? How many women? It feels like a pissing contest, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Yeah, they need your stats. It's crazy. And it's just like, <laughs> bro, you're sitting here and you're telling people, like, you're telling straight people like, oh, hey, you shouldn't have to ask me. You shouldn't have to worry about it because that's my business. Word. But then you're sitting here and it feels like an interrogation. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to validate yourself. And it's so messed up because I never understood that because it's like, why on earth? And I mean, let me know if this sounds insensitive, but yeah. why on earth would I want to make my life more difficult? Like, why would I want to categorize myself with something that has an abundant amount of evidence to just make people's lives more difficult because you're going to have to deal with people who hate you for no reason. There's people who are literally like, they have a target on you. There's people who will want to do you harm solely based off of something is, I find like, I'm not going to lie, this might be messed up because I know a lot of people identify with it so heavily, but I feel like your sexuality has played such a, a low role in who you are as a person. Like, you know what I mean? But that's just my perspective. That's how I feel it is, too. Like, I feel like originally what it was supposed to be is like, hey, we do exist, but like, we don't need to hate each other Word. about it. We just want to have like the same, you know, we want to be on the same level playing field. Yeah. Like, nobody today walks up. Like, I wouldn't walk up to you, Pavel, and be like, are you straight? Word. Th- that's weird. Yeah. That's a private thing. It's strange. And even you still, know? like, why do you want to know? Like, you know like I mean? exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, it's so just straight. Just... It's private. I feel like. Well, not for everyone, but definitely for me. Anything sexual, I like to keep it relatively private. 
Like, like for me in general, like if it was like a specific LGBTQ space or like a pride event or anything, yeah, I can mildly understand that topic or, or like that question kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like it spiraled so far from what it was originally supposed to be, from or, like what the older LGBTQ folks wanted what it they to were be. In search of, yeah. So I, I mostly just leave it alone. Like yeah. I don't really go to pride events or anything like that. Because I just, I don't want to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to deal with being like, oh, you're, are you with your spouse? Yeah, my spouse is over there. Oh, you're one of those. Like, so what does weird. that mean? Like, like, <laughs> how, could, how could in a place that's supposed to make me feel safe, are you like making, are you being so judgmental? It's absurd. Yeah. It's nuts. And it's like, yeah. we're all supposed to love each other at the yeah. end of the day. Like, and I'm telling you, it's, it's, it comes from, at least from my perspective, because the only thing that I have of reference is like, things that have to do with like social injustices or like going to events that correlate with that where you know if i'm sagging my pants or i'm listening or i I reek of cannabis and like people just look at me with like a disgusting face or like as if i'm i'm not helping the cause or anything like that you know and it's, it's just wild how judgmental people could be but the basis of all of this is judgment like this is it's where all of this is originating from because oh, if people were accepting of it originally then none of these communities I feel like would even exist like yeah. we wouldn't even have a label if people would just be so accepting of people just as they are you know yeah, yeah like, it's really strange you know I feel that man like, it's really strange but it's a journey and we've definitely come a long way from before oh 100% I, mean, I yeah. do agree with that like yeah. we have come a huge long way Facts. and some people say that we're going backwards but I feel like I feel like we're going in a route where a lot of people are being affected in a negative way. But I mean, it's just hard with the things that I think of to reference it, right? Like, I'm not the happiest in the world about some of the decisions that, like, they're making in schools or restrictions that they're putting on, like, you know, privacy for people and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, it's just, man, when people say that it's, like, getting worse or that it's so much harder than it was before, I'm just like, yo, you're tripping. Cause like, it would it would instantly become physical. It'd be violent. Oh, hundred you know I mean? percent. Like if it instant was way acts of back violence. in the day, that's what I'm. You know? And I don't even like, think that would way disappear. back. Yeah, like the '90s. Like, I think of the trans community in the '90s. I'm like, yo, the '80s, '90s, and that's not that long ago. Like, mm-hmm. that's what 40 years ago, 30 years ago. It's like, and like it was that's a the different thing. You got story. People that are like saying that are like, oh, it happened so long ago. Like yeah, it didn't. It, it really didn't. It did it not. It really didn't. It's very, like, it was just the other day, honestly. Yeah, and it's like, even looking at, like, history and shit, when you look in history books where you're like, oh, yeah, that happened forever ago. You mm. actually look at the date and you're like, oh, it was that just really then. wasn't that long ago. Holy yes. shit. There's people alive who can tell you about it. Yeah, like, and that's, that's what's crazy. So, people who, like, uh, I don't know, this is such a conspiring thing. I've When you get to these little moments, I'm like, should I even bring this up? But, um... It's like Holocaust deniers. Like, that's just such an interesting thing to me. Because I'm like, man, like, people live, people went through that and they people still, are alive. still alive. You know what I'm saying? You like, they're, like, there's still people with, like, it. the number tattoos yeah, like, and everything. It's, and it's so just, strange. Like, like, I don't, like, it's so I don't peculiar. Get that. But I mean, it's like I say, I really have to acknowledge the fact that, like, as much as I believe what these people are saying, right? Like, I believe what they experienced, I believe that it happened. But I can't tell you for certain. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I could never tell you 100% certain that that happened. I can't. But I definitely believe that it did, for sure. Oh, 100%. Because with life, at least with things going on now, 
every year it's like, hey, this thing that you thought was a certain kind of way actually turned out to be another way. So it's just, yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Should it's be very crazy. interesting. The world yeah. works in mysterious ways. Facts. Like. Facts. All right, we've definitely branched off. I need to get back <laughs> focusing on you. Okay, so you just finished. Well, you just got fired from Brewhouse. You're living with Lucas, and you're freshly out of high school, I think is fair to say. Yeah. Um, when did you end up working at Showgirls, and how'd you get a job there? Um, It was one of my older friends. I was, because I know I was working at the play park still, and I was like, this isn't bringing, like, it's bringing in money, and that was before I got, like, I was really trying to work into the team lead position, so I was still making minimum wage, and I was like, I can't survive off this, like, I need some more money, because I want to get a car, like, I want to save up stuff, yada, yada, like, I'm an adult now, I'm on my, I'm by myself, like, I got Lucas, but I also need to be prepared. Of course, you got to be independent, things can happen. And, uh friend was like hey we're looking for a beer tub girl did you want to try and apply i was like you know what why not Mm -hmm. i'm desperate for anything right now so you know it's not too far down from where i work right now no biggie i applied i got the job they were like yeah we'll give you like a three-day kind of what is it what do they call it like a train yeah yeah. yeah, kind of thing. We'll give you a three-day like training, and if you like it, cool. We'll keep you on. If you don't like it, no hard feelings. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, started working there as a beer tub girl. I didn't really talk to anybody there, except Word. for the door guys. I felt like so out of place. I was like mm. freshly eighteen. Like, was and like, was it a new environment? Had you ever been in a strip club before? I that was the first time I'd ever walked into a strip club. More. Like I knew about strippers and everything like that. Because uh, my biological father, he DJed at strip clubs. Oh, so okay, a lot cool. of the times he would have like strippers at the house Word. or whatever. Um, but I'd never stepped into one. Freshly 18, I'm like standing there. I'm like, God, I feel really out of place. I feel like a child in this yeah. building. Like, this is so weird. Am I allowed to look at the girls? Am I yeah, allowed? My like, virgin eyes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know? And um, I only really talked to the doorman because those were the people that I had like most interaction with. Yeah. Because they were up by the door with me at the tub. Whatever. I didn't really talk to anybody else. Didn't talk to the servers very much. Didn't talk to the bartenders very much. The DJ, the managers very much. Like, oh, here's my cash for my cash out. Bye. Yeah. But and then I just kind of peace out. Yeah. You know? Doing your job thing. Well, and the, there was also the fact that I had to go home, go to bed, wake up early in the morning. Uh, true. You did have other jobs. Yeah. Too. Like, so I didn't really hang out with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I started working there in February of 2019, I think. Yeah. So I was older, 18, and then freshly 19 when I started working there. And then working both jobs for a while, shaving up money here and there, and then COVID hit. More. Both oh, jobs. Oh, so COVID hit while you were at yeah. Showgirls. More. Yeah. Both jobs automatically closed down when shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. Public places, yeah. Yep. And that was crazy because I was like, okay, well, now what am I going to do? You know, and they were offering CERB and everything, but mm. I was so worried that I was going to take CERB and I was going to take a bunch of it and then I was going to have to pay it all back. Yeah. So I only ended up taking CERB once and okay. I just put that money into my savings account and mm-hmm. then I just did nothing, I think, for a solid six months. Whoa. Like, Lucas at the time was a security, security guard, so he was working, so we weren't too worried about that. Mm-hmm. 
But then I started going a little stir crazy because mm-hmm. I've always worked like always. It's your first time with like a lot of time off. Yeah. yeah. Like I felt lazy. I felt like I wasn't contributing anything. Why? You know, and I was really worried. I was like, well, I can't really get a job anywhere else because everywhere is closed. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do? So Lucas ended up hooking me up with a job as a security guard. Okay, cool. So I got into security work. I was on site. I worked at Horizon and Albion Worked as security super guard. far. And that was actually pretty cool. That was a really cool experience. Mm. Like, You've never been over to the plants before? No, or- no, not at all. And like, I considered that like my big person job. Because I, I was like, security guard. Man, that, that feels like a serious title. Yeah, it worked. It really wasn't that serious. Yeah, no. Nah, <laughs> it's not really too many things to secure at the plant. It's hard to get in there, period. <laughs> like, you yeah. know? And, like, I don't know. I thought it was cool because I was helping out, like, doing room searches and everything. And, like, with, like, drug sniffing dog. Mm-hmm. And then patrols. And then at the gate. I don't know. It was really cool. Like, it was long hours. Yeah. And then I found out. Because I brought word searches with me in books. I found out that doing word searches actually helped my dyslexia. Oh, whoa. So, like, I I don't know if it helps other people or anything like that. But I noticed personally it helped me. Because wow. I was smashing through, like, 40 nice. or 50 word searches a night. That's awesome. You know? Like, especially on night shift. Day shift a little bit busier with room unlocks and everything mm-hmm. like that. But night shift, man, fuck. You would be sitting in the office or in the kiosk for, yeah, like, hours. Trying to stay awake. Especially the one-man kiosk. The, oh, like right at the swing gate? Yeah, yeah, like that. You were the only person there. Mm-hmm. No and one especially else could at night there. when fucking nobody was coming through the gates. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Tons of word searches. Yes. Tons. <laughs> That's what's up. That like, sounds like fun. Yeah, no, it was pretty chill. And then at the height of COVID, when everybody was starting to get stir-crazy mm-hmm. and right as the vaccines were coming out, they moved me to the COVID center. Wow. To do security there. That really made me hate my security job. Okay. Because now you like really got to do your job now. Not even that. It was basically sitting down for a solid 16 hours oh, and wow. just listening to people yell at nurses, scream mm. at nurses, kids that were screaming who were getting tested for it with the nose swabs. Mm. Like, it was just... And you hate kids, so that's rough. You know, well, a a part of it, I felt really sympathetic for them because kids don't understand what's going on. It was a really scary thing for them. You know, like, you got this thing that's going... Like, as an adult, yeah, you're scared of it, but you have enough experience to be like, okay, it's really not that bad. Mm -hmm. I've been sick before. It's not that crazy. Yeah, you know, whereas, like, kids, especially, like, if they're sick, they're coughing, they're their emotions are already high. Mm. They're exhausted. So many new things. You got to wear this mask, all this nonsense. You You know, and it's just like, and especially as a kid, when like things are going like up your nose or in your mouth. And like, there were so many kids that like parents would have to physically hold down, you know? And Mm -hmm. I just like, makes it even scarier for kids. Mm -hmm. Like, and it, it made me really depressed. I'm not going to lie. I bet. Like, I turned into a different person. I was tired and cranky all the time. I didn't want to go to work. Like, because talking with the nursing and the admin staff, great. I absolutely adored them. Like, they mostly kept me sane. But, like, there would be nights, Pavel, I would just go home and I would lay in bed and I would cry. Mm. Like, it was such a mentally draining year of my life. I bet. That when they asked me to renew my security license, I picked a lower, like, minimum wage paying job. 
This should not have to deal with what it was that you were dealing with. Yeah, no, because I was making really good money. Really good money. They put me through Alberta Health Service training, so I got a pay raise there. They trained me how to use handcuffs and do holds and everything so that I could work at the hospital and make it a little bit safer at the COVID center. But, like, it just wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. Like There's a lot. I find that that's the most common thing here when you start making good money or you find a gig that pays good. It just... It's just not worth it sometimes, man, for real. Well, like, I feel like if I had the option to move back to site, I would have. But, like, they were like, we're either going to move you to Willow Square or we're going to move you to the hospital. Got you. And the few times that I had worked at the hospital, I did not like working with the peace officers. The way mm. that they were talking about some of the patients, I was okay. like, nope, I can't do it. Weren't. Like, I just, I can't be in an environment like this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll lose it at somebody and that's not professional. Yeah. So I ended up... I chose to stay at the COVID center and I just, there were so many people. I had so many like guys that would threaten to put me through a wall. Mm. They're like, what are you going to do? You're five foot, nothing. I could pick you up and kill you if I wanted to. Wow. I'm like, sure. You are here for a needle mm-hmm. and a simple test. I feel like this is like, I understand that you have your opinions, but that is a little over, over the top, mm-hmm. you know? And then we had a lot of sight guys coming in and, just there was the time where we had a protester that parked outside of our building is it the guy with the truck that has the big sign on the truck no, no it was okay. a different guy but he i don't know anything about that guy i, just, I don't know anything about thing. that guy either but i no have bad seen that guy. i know who you're yeah talking you know about. he has a huge sign on the back of his truck it's very like, interesting it's very recognizable yes it's very can't recognizable. miss him can't i've never met the guy never Me seen neither. what he looks like but i i've seen his truck around town More. But we had gotten a call that there were, they were protesting down at the municipality building and there was word that they were going to come up to the COVID center. And we were like, oh, no. like, And there's nothing as a security guard that I can really do aside to be like, hey, leave the property. And then if they don't leave the property. Call the police. Call the police. But then I have to wait for the police. Mm-hmm. So like in And reg- then you just called the police on a group of people. So they're probably not going to be very happy about that. Yeah, and it's like, I don't want to have to do that. But in reality, if those people really wanted to hurt us or the nurses, police probably wouldn't have made it in time. Mm -hmm. Like, we had the option to lock the doors, but like... That's like a fire hazard. I don't even think you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just really mentally draining and really stressful. I bet. Like the night shifts were even worse because it was me just sitting in an empty dark building and then every hour getting up to check the temperatures of the vaccine to make sure that nothing went wrong yeah you know and it was so hard pavel yeah but like i remember when they finally let public businesses open again showgirls had actually called me and they were like hey we were just going through some staff files seeing who all may still be in town did you want to come work for us again? We know you only worked for us for like a month or two before everything closed down, but did you want to come back? I said, yeah, I can come back. Here's the thing. I'm working a seven and seven shift, so I can only work on my seven days off. And they were like, that's fine. We'll figure it out, you know? And that's what I was doing. So it ended up being, I would work my seven days and then I would work four extra days. So I was working like to dumb it down into like shift standards. I was working 11 and three. Mm Mm-hmm. And then sometimes on my seven and seven shifts for security, the Saturday I would go down and work. So gotcha. I'd be up for you like a solid day. And, stuff, yeah. <laughs> like, and Lucas can probably tell you, like I was a walking zombie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I did that. 
like even now I still kind of get the itch to get another job because mm-hmm. I've worked two jobs for such a long time. Like I remember when Paladin called me and they were like, hey, we need you to renew your security license. I was like, hey, besties, you should check your email inbox. They're like, oh, it's not really hard. I was like, no, you, you should to- check your inbox. Yeah. Right. And I was like, hey, like I just I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel the need to renew my security license. It's been an amazing two years. Thank you guys for the opportunity to experience. (laughs) But after the COVID center, like, I just need some mental time off. Yeah. Like, it, you know. And I still get, like, messages from security companies. They're like, hey, you want to come work for us? I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. No thanks. (laughs) Like, I just, even, like, working at some of the liquor stores. Like, as a security guard, there's not a lot that you can do. Yeah. You're not supposed to chase people. You're not supposed to do stuff like that. You know, and it's just like you've been standing there for 16 hours. You feel useless as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, props to the security guards that can do it. Like, good for y'all. I'm I'm proud of you guys. I've been in your position. I know how hard it is. Like, crazy. Yeah. It's a very interesting gig. That's for sure. So, you took your job back at Showgirls. And then you're working seven and seven. But then I'm assuming you decided to stop doing your other job that was giving you the other seven days. So did you just go full time? Yep, full time. It was actually last year in September when I was supposed to renew my security license. And I told them, I was like, nope. And then I remember I called management showgirls and I was like, guess what? I just put in my two weeks. I got one more week left and then you guys can have me full time. And they were like, yes. (laughs) Great. Needed it. Thank God. You know. More. So, when did you start dancing? Um, I started dancing in, I want to say, I signed up with the agency last year around November, December, and then I started, I think, in February of this year. So, what do you mean by the agency? So, to sign up to dance, you have to call, I'm specifically with the Independent Artist Agency. Um, you have to call them, send in a few pictures and everything, and then pick out a name. And then they'll be like, hey, do you want to hit stage? Do you want to travel? Because they handle all of the bookings. So like, if a, a club will call them and be like, hey, we've got this many positions open. We need girls. The agency will be like, cool. Whoa. So you're like kind of like a temp, yep. but you're here in town, obviously. Yep. But so what, are there new people, like new dancers coming in all the time? All the time. Oh, yeah. wow. So, I like, no for idea. stage girls specifically, they're the ones that mostly do a lot of the traveling. I see. Um, sometimes, like, for what I specifically do, I freelance. So, I'm not doing stage or anything. I just dance in the back room for for people. Um, the stage girls are the ones that travel around. Sometimes they'll bring freelancers with them because mm-hmm. some clubs will give them, like, a little extra. They're like, oh, you brought another girl to our club? Oh, okay. Cool. I see. Kind of like those like referral bonuses and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and then you've got your in-house VIP girls who live in that town and like, that's their home club, right? More. Um, so like for showgirls specifically, we have a four or five girl lineup, um, that we fill those spots. I see. They dance on stage, they do dances, they got to meet a quota. Whereas like for what I'm doing, I don't have to meet a quota or anything. Do you think that's going to change when you transition over fully? Um, if I transition over fully, I don't know. I want to do stage. That's what I want to do. So if I do transition over fully, then yeah, they'll have, I'll have a quota to meet and everything like that. But that's only if I'm specifically doing stage for that week. If I'm just freelancing for the whole week, I don't have a quota. Word. So what was it about dancing? Because I mean, based with everything that you've told me so far, you've seemed like a 
relatively reclusive person. You're not like a huge socialite. Um, and I mean, you're vulnerable with me sharing, like having a conversation, but that's like a, a different type of vulnerability, you know? Yeah. Um, so what was it that appealed to you and what was it like doing it for the first time? It's something new. Um, I've definitely in the last few, in like the last year, year and a half been trying to work on myself a little bit better. Um, I want to be more social with people. I I know I am very much not the most talkative person. Mm -hmm. Like if I meet people right off the bat, Mm -hmm. um, I want to be better at that. So I feel like, especially with serving and stuff like that, I've gotten a little bit better, but I'm still not as people-y as I want to be. I feel that. You know, it's like I've got the tray in front of me as like a buffer, you know? So like, you know, hi, how are you? This is our specials for tonight, yada, yada. Feels very mechanical now. Yeah, the spiel. You know? Um, Whereas dancing, I was just like, fuck it, try something new. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, I want to be a little bit more body confident. Um, I've never danced before or anything like that. So I want to do something physical again. That's... I don't know security was very physical especially when it came to like doing foot patrols and everything like that and then helping out at the covid center moving boxes and everything i don't like sitting down for very long i see um and walking around with a tray in my hand not doing a lot yeah it's not cutting you know they had me try porting for a little bit and being a bar back for a little bit um i really liked that like shelving beer and everything helping take the girls off stage helping out the bartenders if they needed it really loved that but company wants uh mostly male males doing that which is understandable um also with my dyslexia my numbers weren't always the greatest at the end of the night so that was definitely a disadvantage you know so i understand when they were like hey you can't port anymore i'm like okay cool um i actually stepped down from it because I was just getting too stressed out with the numbers and everything. More. I was like, I love the physical aspect. There's nothing wrong with it. But I feel like with my numbers and everything, I just feel like I'm not the best person for this position. More. I feel that. Um, and I like trying out new things. Like I've been trained for beer tubs, serving, bartending, porting. I've done the back VIP managing for a little bit. And the only things at the time I hadn't done was DJing and dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just, I figured it's the next step. Lots of servers that are, go into that industry, either become dancers or they find another job. Or, you know, two paths that you can take. Do you know a dancer named Wednesday? Wednesday Adams? I don't know the Adams part, but they just told me that their name was Wednesday. Um, This was a long time ago, though. Probably like a couple years ago. The only one that I know of that I've never met before would be Wednesday Adams. I know she is a very successful dancer. Okay. Like I need you to relay a message to them. They probably don't even remember me at all. But the, I got a dance from them. And I have a really big nose. Yeah. And Wednesday has very big breasts. And when she was putting them in my face, it kept plugging up my nose. So I had to keep breathing <laughs> through my mouth. And she was like, stop breathing through your mouth. And I was like, okay, I, I got you. And then she just kept closing my nose. I just really wanted her to know that I wasn't trying to, like, breathe on her. I just couldn't breathe. Yes. Showgirls was the first strip club I ever went to. I'm not going to lie. I didn't have the greatest experience in my life. Only because I wasn't very fond of the music. I really feel like rap music is what's supposed to be played in the strip club. Only because 
their lyrics are so specific to what's happening in here right now. Yeah. So I wasn't the biggest fan. But um, the dance was awesome, super professional. I was very impressed. I was like, holy smokes. But, yeah, if you ever see them again, tell them I'm sorry. But I will. They were just smothering me, and I couldn't <laughs> breathe. Yeah, sorry. That was a huge twist. But, um, no, all good, man. All good. What's it called? So how do you do that? Because like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what other job I could reference to it like that. Because I don't, for some reason, when I think of stripping or dancing, like, I always feel like you have to have experience in it. Nobody's going to, I don't really think that that's a place where people are trying to take amateurs. So what was that experience like for you? And like, what was the process of even acquiring it outside of like the agency? I mean, you know, who did you talk to? Who did you say, hey, I want to dance? And what were the following steps? Um... It was actually a few of the dancers that I'm friends with. Like, yeah. I had a few. They were like, you have a really nice body. You would do really good at dancing. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to dance. They're like, that's <laughs> easy. You work around. You, sh- you learn. Right. Like, you know, like, there are, there are dancers that do, like, the really cool, complicated tricks. And then there's right. dancers that just walk around the stage. Got you. They walk around the stage. They do a few body rolls here and there. They twerk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just depends on. And then it just depends on what you want to do and how you express yourself is what i want to say like there's girls that do like the ribbon wands or the fans the fan ribbons or a lot of girls do poi which is fire aspects oh for real yeah like inside yeah holy smokes as long as you got your fire permit yeah and you've got a fire spotter yeah and you know what you're doing like yeah it's another after my first experience i was like i don't want to go back because i feel like that's valid. I had a bad, um, I thought that she would just have a bad taste in her mouth about me. Like, I don't like that guy. So I was like, man, I'm good <laughs> off of this spot, bro. I don't want to go. <laughs> All good, man. Yeah. All good. Um, yeah, no, like there's a few dancers that do some really interesting poi. Like there's mm. one girl that's got a fire sword, a fire axe. She's got like what she sets these items on fire, or do yeah. they? Oh, okay, cool. I got you. Yeah, and then she's got um, two of the death stars that she used, and then she's got like poi wands and a few of the little ones. She actually gave me the opportunity. She taught me how to fire spot mm. for her, and then she asked me. She was like, "Yo, I don't have anybody to spot me this week. Are you cool if I like throw you some cash and you can spot me for an hour every day just so I can practice?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, sure." It gives me something to learn, like, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did that for a week, and it was really cool watching her do stuff. Because, like, she's teaching herself stuff at the same time. Oh, so like, she's, like, trying new things and stuff. Yeah, like, like her cool. new props, I think, are the fire sword and the fire axe. And, like, that thing is, like, easily. It's, it's huge. It's an axe. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah. Like, you know. But it was really great because she taught me how to, like, properly put them out and be safe and, like, make sure that you have good communication and everything. Because, like, when you see people do shows like that, you don't really think about the safety aspect. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, she taught me, she goes, you got to be, like, if I throw my lighter, how close is it to the fuel? Mm. You know, like, if I put a prop down that's freshly put out, how close is that to the fuel? How am I going to, you know, like, the heat bleed that you have off the fire sword or the fire axe and everything, Mm -hmm. like... Wow, that's interesting. I would have never thought of that, honestly. You see professionals doing things and you don't really think about it. You just kind of give them all the trust in the world, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that's super interesting. 
And, like, she's, like, with the sword, I can't do much right now besides, like, kind of, like, wave it around. And she's, like, asking us. She's, like, does this look cool? Like, is this boring? And I'm, like, girl, you're you're naked holding a sword on fire. I'm interested. <laughs> like, I can sit here and watch you do it all day. But, like, I remember there was the day before she was doing a show where she had her fire staff. So each of the ends gets lit on fire. Oh, okay, cool. And I was sitting with... Um, with two dudes talking to him while I was dancing. And one of them, he was just like, no. I was like, what? I was like, you don't think that's cool? He's like, no, absolutely not. I was yeah. like, bro, what do you mean? And he was just like, that's basically just like fancy baton twirling. I feel it. I was like, okay, valid. Val- I wouldn't compare it to batons. Not but, at all. You know. Batons can only hurt you so much. Yeah. You know, where <laughs> that is on fire yes. <laughs> kind of thing. But I was like, you know, valid. I was like, I personally think it's cool. He was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I'm like, kind of cool, man. Like, everybody has their own taste. Yeah. And their own, like, what wom- like what woman in the club that they're attracted to. Like, I've even serving, I've straight up had men in that club be like, no, you're not cute. I want the other server. I'm well, like, okay. Sure, man. You're just going to wait for a minute. Yeah. Like, that's busy right now. Are you sure you don't want a beer? No, I want the other service. She's cuter. I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess it's, um, definitely don't find that justifiable behavior, (laughs) but I guess, um, it's a little warranted, I guess, in the environment. A little bit, a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some days where I'm just like, whoever, mm, I know your mom would smack you upside (laughs) the head so fast right now. Like, Like, what the hell are you saying? Yeah, you, you sound know? ridiculous right now. But yeah. it's just, like, it's one of those environments that, like, the biggest thing that you're taught is, like, you're going to get, people are going to say some, like, off-handed stuff to mm-hmm. you, you know? They feel and, safe doing it there. You know, it's just, like, a different environment. They don't really know how to act. Like, you just got to kind of let it go. Facts. You know? And I'm very grateful that I've been told that because it is. It's a mentally heavy job, too. I like, bet. Like, there are some nights, like, just this week. They're working on getting me dancing more often. Um, this week I worked Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday as well. Thursday and Friday were not were not Viper days. Word. <laughs> like there were just like I talked to guys and they were just not interested. And then I would watch them go back with a different girl in mm-hmm. the back room. I'm like, okay, it's just not my day. Mm-hmm. Just not my day. And I need to be better about keeping up with certain things. Like, because as a stripper, like some strippers are very recognizable. I see. Because they have their like own brand and everything and their own style and whatever. Where it's like, Viper, she's got the nails. Mm -hmm. I've got the shaved head. I've got the snake bite piercings. And then I usually rock a split dye where it's fuchsia on one side and then yellow and red on the other, or okay. I'll do the full yellow and red tips. I've been lacking a little bit in that, mm-hmm. which I was just talking to my one porter and he's like, that's really important. You I see. really got to put like over the top effort and stay on top of it. Well, got to be distinguishable. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. It's so, all like, surface. Like it's all what they see, you know, yeah. all at the eyes. And I didn't really think about that that much. And I have been lacking for a little bit. Word. You know, so 
the girl that usually does my hair right now she's busy so i haven't really been on top of it i think i'm probably just gonna go through and dye my hair myself okay just to give her a little bit of a break okay because she won't take money from me shout out uh, to her okay. I see. shout out to her because she is One a really good friend of mine she's like i don't want your fucking money i'm like fuck you bitch yeah. please just friendly take it. people man they just <laughs> grind my gears i'm like why are you being so nice just i know i'm take like my sitting money. there i'm like please yeah just take just it take it just take it um i'm also a hypocrite because i drive don't take any money i drive <laughs> i drive people home from work yeah our one door guy hid money in like the roof of my car very smart man and then the other one he'll wait until the days that i'm dancing and he'll slip a tip in the back for me very smart and then tell our vip girl not to say anything Mm -hmm. he'll usually tattle on himself though which i think is so funny he has to let you know (laughs) and he's just like but i'm not gonna let you know how much it is i'm like you motherfucker yeah probably gave you five bucks you goddamn (laughs) bastard you feel so great (laughs) that's funny he's like you drive me home every day i'm like it's not that big of a deal bro yeah not the hardest thing to do you know, like, I, I want you to get home safe. Yes. Acts of service. Yes. Like, I understand. So what was it like with your first dance compared to the last dance that you did? My first dance. I felt so bad for that guy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember I just, like, walked up to him. And I was like, hey, do you want to go for a dance? He was like, yeah, sure. You're hot as shit. And I talked my way through the whole, uh, whole 10 minutes. Damn. Like, I, like you know i got naked and everything and mm-hmm. did like a little butt shake here and there mm-hmm. but like i could tell that dude was like could you just stop fucking talking <laughs> <laughs> you know like funny. some dudes want conversation and they're chill with it and some dudes are like yeah dance for the whole 36 minutes bitch yeah Silence. i mean i'm not gonna lie to you man like like i said so was my first trip club i ever went to in my whole entire life and um you know movies was a lie like you know every movie i ever seen before was a lie they always told me like you slide a shorty a little $20 to give you a dance or like a little lap dance right there on the spot. And they were like, yeah, oh, you want to dance? Cool. It's like $250 for like four songs. I was like, Whoa. I mean, it was too late. I was already in back room. I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to pay for this shit. But um, yeah, it's definitely not what I was expecting. So I could understand. Well, I don't it's... think I would have liked someone trying to have a full-fledged conversation with me throughout the four song. I'm like, listen, 250 I need you to do some acrobatic things, please. Like, it's time to, please, I'm begging you, please. <laughs> um, it's also different in Alberta. Alberta okay. is one of the only that I know of. Um, I've talked to a few girls that dance in BC and over in Ontario and mm-hmm. Quebec. Um, Alberta, to my knowledge, is the only AGLC legal you cannot touch the girls. Oh, for real? Thing. So that's yeah. allowed in other places out here in Canada? Yeah, okay. like... Um, I know, like, the further east you go, the more, like, intimate the dances get. Mm-hmm. I really haven't asked the girls because, quite honestly, I really don't want to know about that. More. Like, you know what? What happens in Ontario stays Fuck. in Ontario. <laughs> and, like, some of those movies, yes, are correct. It just depends on where you go. Okay, I see. You know, kind of thing. So, like, where That's, it's, like... Showgirls has the monopoly. They can pretty much charge whatever they want, honestly. Yeah. In all fairness. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, like... You get guys that come over from Quebec and Ontario and stuff like that. And then you have to be like, oh, where are you from? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Ontario or Quebec. And you're like, okay, these are no the touching. rules. No <laughs> touching. Uh, no touching. No licking. Yeah. Like, wow. please don't blow into my vagina. You wow. get guys that do that. They wow. just want to. And wow. you're like, please stop. Wow. 
Like, I understand why Wednesday felt the way that she felt. Then. Yeah, yeah and that's it. the thing. She probably thought it. that you were blowing on her, mm-hmm. like, you know. And I was sometimes... just trying to breathe. <laughs> I promise I couldn't breathe. Like, <laughs> you know what? I've had guys that do that. I look at them. I'm like, can you not breathe or something? They're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm like, just hold your breath for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be right down. <laughs> hold your breath. I'll, I'll do it for less time so yes. you can come up for air again. Yes. Like, I understand, bro. Precisely. Um... You know, so you've got guys like that that just... I spit on the mic a little bit. It's I'm okay. Sorry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, the guys, and like some of them are like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, that kind of sucks. I don't want to pay that kind of money for that. I'm like, that's, that's fair, bro. That's fair. Like, you know, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Exactly. Like, thanks for talking with me. Thanks for the consideration. It's On to the fun. next customer, yeah. you know? Like... So what was your last dance like? Like the last dance that you just did? Do you see like a big difference between the first one and the one that you recently did? I'm more comfortable. My palms don't get as sweaty. Like at all. Which is super nice. Because I remember it. Like I didn't even want to touch that guy. Like, Mm. you know, or like hold his hand or anything. Because I was like, this is a full on slug on my hand. I am so sorry. And I mean, it must be such a nervous thing. Like I've never in my life been in a professional environment where I've been... I feel like exposed is a good word, but I feel like vulnerable is an even better word, you know, because it's just such a different thing because it's different. Being exposed, I could see it as like, I'm not going to compare what you were doing to someone standing naked in like an art class and people are painting them, you know, because it's just not, you're not that close. That vulnerability of like intimacy is like. Well, it's like there's so many things that could either go wrong. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like I couldn't, I've never experienced anything where, someone had there was just such a window of opportunity you know what i mean yeah well and it's like even as a server because i've got i've got some people that are like oh okay well like if you're scared of that why would you do that i'm like dude even some of my experiences serving in different places like there are people that will step over that line mm-hmm. like i remember it you remember the red kilt at brew house them little skirts oh yeah of course that they had us yeah, wear. yeah definitely I remember, like, the tables by the stairs. I had an old guy straight up tell me that the only reason he sits by the stairs oh is so God. that he could look up the girl's skirts. Wow. And I'm like... Why would you share that? Sir, I am 15. That's oh. something like, like wow. 15, 16? Um, that's definitely something you should just keep to yourself. Yes. Like, that's it's, weird, bro. It's not allowed. Like... Yeah, it's very inappropriate. You know? And, like, even when I was working at Earl's, when I first moved up here, Mm -hmm. I had a guy that would hover around the hostess stand and, like, try and take me home, Mm. like, try and, like, grab me and touch me. And I'm like, I am underage. He's like, no, you're not. You're lying to me. I'm like, I am 14. Mm -hmm. I am a child. You are a grown adult. And you know. I mean, even still, looking at you now. You are a very young-looking person, so oh, yeah. I can't even imagine how young you looked at 14. Like, you know, and it was just, like, crazy because people are like, oh, well, you work in a strip club. Like, come on. That's going to happen to you all the time. I'm like, it can happen anywhere, bro. Yeah, and it's like, still I, not warranted. Like, that know, doesn't – I mean, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the right word because warranted makes it seem like as if it's supposed to happen. Like, I don't I don't agree with that. It's definitely in, like, in a, in a place where it's – kind of prone to happen but that doesn't justify it like you know even the people that do it know damn well they're not supposed to be doing that shit well like there's a higher chance for it happening at the strip club Mm -hmm. but for people to say oh well if you don't like that go get a regular serving job is just it's not true 
Yeah. It's not true. It's some, like this, I view it the same as if someone's attacked and they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have been wearing that. Or yeah. like, you should wear something different. Like, exactly. That's, come on, exactly. bro. What's up with you? Well, back when we were wearing lingerie, I had this really pretty piece that was like, it was purple and it like covered my boobs, but it was open to show my cleavage. Okay. And when I was serving, I had a guy, he was like, oh, can I hug you? I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Friendly hug, right? He ended up licking me from my belly button all the way up to my neck. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold yeah. On. Yeah, we need to... Okay, because the first thing that I'm extremely confused about is, is this like a little person? Like, how did they end up he, at your belly button? He was sitting on the stage, like okay. on the front row, for those that have been going to showgirls for a long time. We call it the perv row. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm going to refer to it as. Okay, just in I got case you. anybody gets confused. It's like the front row on the stage where you can sit and like throw loonies and monies at the girl. Yeah, that well, also was insane to me. Like throwing coins at people was just such oh, a... Yeah. Well, we Such get people like special place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, continue with uh, with Mr. Sicko over here. Um, he was sitting down, and I was standing up, and I was wearing heels. So I usually wear either my four or five inch heels. Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to reach over the bar. It's just more convenient to be taller. I got like, you. that building is built for, for tall people. people. <laughs> you know, and being 5'2", like... Yeah. You know, so he asked for a hug, and he's still sitting down, and he kind of just, like, swivels the chair around. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So his face was, like, in my stomach, mm -hmm. and then he just licks and stands up, and I'm just like, no. Oh, my goodness. His friend, like, straight up grabbed him and was like, what are you doing? And I just, like, I set my tray on a table, and I just had to walk away because it was very, like, yes, while I'm in that setting, I'm kind of mentally prepared for that to happen. I don't know. There's no way you can But, like, for it to be, like, that sudden. That's what I mean. Like It just, like, it was still such a shock. Like, I remember I grabbed a cloth, I ran it under soap and water, and I just, like, tried to get cleanse. all of the saliva and beer off of me. This is gross. There's no way you could be... I'm sorry to, like, just completely downplay what it is you're saying, but there's no way you could be prepared for that. The like, only way you could be prepared is, like, to be licked is if you're like with a dog or yeah, like with like a cat, exactly. like an inter, any animal that's like, like I guess in the domesticated. Back of my bro. head, I know like, oh, be careful, this could happen, mm -hmm. but it still doesn't like fully prepare there's you no for way. that like shell shock yeah. of it happening because there's you're no like, way. there's no way this just this dude just licked me. That's like, unbelievable. Are you for real? Yeah, that's like I remember telling my manager about it. That guy did get asked to leave. Um, it just, and like the next few days, I was really jumpy. I didn't want anybody to touch me, yeah. like anything you like that. Kind of learned your lesson. You let someone give you a hug and they licked you pretty much like the second half of you. So yeah. it's like hugs are off limits. And Everything like, is done. And like that happened to me as a server. Wow. So like, you know, I mean, now we've switched over to the cocktail dresses, so I'm more covered. But like after that, I... You know, I was just like, yeah, no more hugs. Nobody's yeah, allowed to touch that me. That shit is done. Thanks. Yeah, facts. You know, so I do notice from working there, I'm a little bit more guarded with, like, physical affection. Mm -hmm. Even, like, when it comes to my friends and everything. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the co-workers there, yeah, whatever. I've been working for, with them for three years. They've seen my butt hole. Yeah, I'm so saying like, you've probably seen theirs, too. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but, like, when it comes to, like, people that I've just met and whatever and that, like, I'm not really on that level with, I'm just like, yeah, here's a handshake. Mm-hmm. Please don't touch me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I haven't had really anything as 
high of that happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, I'm happy to hear that. I'm very open with Lucas too. Like as soon as that happened, like every night, because people ask me, they're like, how does your fiance feel about this? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I tell him everything that happens. Like there is not a thing that happens in that building that I don't tell. I tell him about the funny stuff. I tell him about the shitty stuff. Like I tell him about the guys that hit on me and try Mm -hmm. and take me home because I feel like in a relationship like that, I should be able to tell him that Mm -hmm. and him feel comfortable knowing that I'm being fully open and honest with him Mm -hmm. because I know it's not his favorite job that I have worked. Yeah. You know? Um, That transparency is important though, you know? Because even if, even if, um, I mean, I don't know the dynamic of yours' relationship, but if loyalty is a play in there, like the way that you, even if you don't do anything with someone who's hitting on you or does anything like that, the act of withholding that information can feel disloyal to a lot of people. So I understand why the I remember when I started, because he was like, I don't understand why you tell me these things. I go, I tell you these things because I know you you and I both have a lot of mutual friends in this town. I would rather you hear it from me first regardless. Like, I know you know I'm not doing anything with these people and whatever, but I still would rather you hear it from me first instead of, like, one of your friends randomly messaging you and being like, oh, like, I saw your fiancé at the strip club working and this guy was heading on her really, really heavily Mm -hmm. and they really didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a part of the act, Mm -hmm. you know? like You gotta give them their fantasy. You know, and that's that's the thing with strip clubs. Like, it's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like, there's guys that have never talk to women in their life or like are uncomfortable talking with women but they'll come to the strip club and they'll say some like out of pocket wild Mm -hmm. shit you know because they feel safe there and that's a Mm -hmm. part of the fantasy for them to have a good time like that's why strip clubs exist I should be able to say these things you know yeah this is the place where I'm supposed to do this shit so you know so like and I and I just told Lucas I'm like if you're uncomfortable with it and you don't want to tell me you don't want me to tell you I understand but this is the reason why I tell you it's not to make you jealous it's not to rub it in your face I just want you to know about it from me exactly you know full transparency on the table like oh yeah this guy like tried to lick my butthole the Mm -hmm. other day you know um shit happens you know no pun intended (laughs) 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 you know so like and that's really important to me is being fully transparent with him you know and he was like you know what thank you i appreciate that i'm like yeah bro like i love you (laughs) you're my best friend you're like we're in it forever man yes you know we got like 21 children reptilian children right now um Anyway, to get back on topic, my <laughs> last dance that I had last night was from one of our regulars. Um, I talk to him pretty frequently when I'm serving and everything. And then I remember I switched over to dancing. He was like, oh, I didn't know you danced. Like, I've seen you a few times on stage, but I didn't know if it was a permanent thing. I was like, yeah. You know, and dancing for him was really nice. Like, I, you get those customers that you just vibe with really mm-hmm. well. Have and, a rapport. You know, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like... I was like, what kind of dance do you want? He was like, we can talk while you dance. Like, I really, I don't mind, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I don't know. I feel comfortable now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like as big as like a nerve-wracking thing where I'm like, okay, I'm going to psych myself up. I'm going to get naked. I'm going to shake my ass in front of this dude's face. All up in his face. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Now I'm just like, are you an ass or a tit man? 
you you want acid to <laughs> talk to me man what <laughs> do you need like, you want me to shut up for this whole dance yeah. like where are you from yeah what <laughs> are know? we doing here um, nice weather we're having are we <laughs> like, it's really smoky out yeah darn it <laughs> uh, like do you like the lighting in here do you like the music like is this too close to your face mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool i find um people in these type of environments are very at least like the professionals in these environments are super considerate like it's meant to be a very safe space oh yeah you would think it's like and i understand why it has such a negative connotation to it because a lot of the negative things that could happen there that have the potential to happen are usually what's like promoted you know that's usually what you see more of than the actual like safety concerns or the way that people are but seems like a pretty cool place to be well, and it's like out of all of the jobs that I have worked with security and everything like mm-hmm. that, I have felt the safest in that building. More. Like even though I have had bad things happen to me, don't get me wrong, in that building, um, I know 100% the staff have got my back. Where? You know, which Feeling is... safe, yeah. Your yeah, little community there. Which is really important to me, um, especially in like a job that vulnerable. Of course. You know, like I know for a fact if somebody were, if I was doing a stage show or something like that, if somebody jumped up on stage, I know somebody would immediately be there Word. to either pull that person off stage or make sure that I'm safe, you know, like. Somebody's going to handle it. Yeah. More. So. Well, what is some advice that you'd have for someone who's starting dancing? Starting dancing. Oh, that's that's a good question. Um, it's not as easy as it looks. Okay. That's a lot of things when I talk to the newer girls or like even the girls that do amateur night that just get up there to win money. They're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty easy. I'm like, it's really not. It's really not. If you're doing it for a really long time, every single day, you're talking to men. There's some men that just want to vent to you, that want to tell you all your all their problems and you're just supposed to sit there and listen you know you got men that are telling you in grueling detail how they would fuck you wow yeah yeah i've had a few of those (laughs) you know and you have to pretend to be a different person i see like that's that's really how it is like you really gotta and i and even right now i'm still struggling with that like pretending to be like this flirty really bubbly like bitchy kind of aesthetic person Mm -hmm. i'm just like Hi, how are you? Do you want to dance? No, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm still working on that. Um, another thing, and it's going to be so hypocritical for me to say, <laughs> because I know if any of my stripping friends listen to this or any of my coworkers listen to this, don't be so hard on yourself. Word. We all start somewhere. Word. Don't look at the girls that are doing like amazing inversions or like dropping tricks and think, oh, I need to be there. Because that's another thing I'm struggling with. I I only dance every Thursday right okay. now, and then they're trying to transition to me me into it more. Mm-hmm. So if you break that down numbers wise, I've only really been dancing for three or four months. Okay. But I feel like I've already been doing this for like a year. I see. But I really haven't. So I feel like my skill should be a lot higher than it is, and I feel like I've put the bar so high for myself. Mm-hmm. That I get really disappointed and upset when I can't meet that. Or you got high expectations. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't go into it thinking you're going to know how to do everything. Or like anything. You know? Or like, practice makes perfect. Be gentle with yourself. You know? And don't take anything that any customer says to you seriously. Hmm. 
Like, you know, I've had dudes tell me that I look like a man, that I look really ugly, that my hair would look better like this. Like, you know, that's just their personal preference. That Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with you. Yes. Like, you are amazing. You are beautiful. Like, you are a great human being, no matter what anybody in that setting says to you. Right. You know, some dudes just want to come in and degrade women. Yeah. That's That's their fantasy. You know? They need to call their mom. Yeah. They really need to call their mom. Yeah, that's really what it is. I don't know. That would just be my biggest advice is don't be so hard on yourself. Don't give yourself such high expectations that you can't meet. Start with the bar low. That's More. okay. Like, you know. I agree. It's all good. It's like that with everything, man. Honestly, that's great advice for anything. So, yeah, um, we'll wrap up there. Uh, we'll, I just really want to thank you for coming. I'm very grateful for thank everything you for that you shared. Me. And Yeah, yeah no. man, I'm sure people are going to be able to listen to this and learn something from it and find someone that they can relate with you know a shared experience um so yeah the last question we always have on the show is uh if you could say anything to that seven-year-old who just realized that they're living a real life and they just put that one sock on what would you say to them that's a really hard one if i could say anything oh gosh Just enjoy life. Don't think so hard about everything. Mm. Don't be afraid to go up to people and say hi. Like, working at this club, I've met some of my best friends, and I wish, I wish I could have just enjoyed the happy moments a little bit more. More. So that I could have gone up and said hi sooner. More. More. That was beautiful. Well, I'm happy to hear you're meeting those people, and you're taking that effort. You know, you're trying. And that's the, honestly, the hardest step. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Keep on keeping on. And yeah, this has been Whack World with Viper. Peace out. What happened today? I don't know. You don't know? Nothing happened. Nothing happened? That's why we're out here in the middle of a school day? Look, it doesn't matter what happened. I'll find out anyway. It doesn't matter. But what's going on? What's going on with you? Uh, Look at me. Look at me. What's going on with Jane? Jane and Jane and school. Jane and Jane. Are you mad at me? What are you? Are you mad at mommy? Mad at Lily? me out, honey. I'm trying to... What is it? I don't want to go to school. School? I mean it. I don't want to go there anymore. I don't like it. It's not good. Why? They don't know anything. They don't know how to tell me anything I need to know. And they don't know anyway, and they lie. The teachers are stupid. The kids are stupid. Really, they're all stupid. I'm not just saying this. It's true. Don't know anything, 
they're mean and tired and they're stupid and they just say what's in the book because they don't know, you see. They don't answer any real questions. They don't answer any what? Real questions. Real questions? No real questions. Like what, what's, what kind of questions? Like, why is there even in America? How come France isn't part of New York City? Why is it, let's say, Africa, India in charge and they have the most people? And why isn't God on the news?